560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. Talk to the old call 5670560 toll free for Dave and Broward or phone 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. What the WQM, it's an amazing Thursday, boys and girls. Wow. Yes, Virginia, there is a press conference. And will we carry it? Well, well, before we get to that, let's read this fax that we got from Peter this morning, alleged, which I'm sure that's a phony name, but nevertheless, because nobody this stupid would put a real name on it, even just the first name. Neil, I am appalled, spelled A-P-P-A-U-L-L-E-D. I am appalled that you didn't carry the press conference for Michael Jordan. Jordan is someone who can speak properly. He is intelligent. One of the greatest basketball players who played for 13 years, who was an icon and someone of high stature known all over the world. You arrogant, egotistical idiot won't allow us to hear his press conference. If you didn't want to listen, you should have gone home and leave George to complete the show. Yeah, George would have been real. Oh, boy. He was hot to trot to put that crap on, right? No. No. Today you had better carry the Jimmy Johnson's press conference. Boy, you are so illiterate, Peter. It's no wonder you want to hear a bunch of dumb jocks. You had better carry, underline, the Jimmy Johnson's press conference. Who do you think you are? I think I'm... Oh, God. Probably. You must be miserable. Am I miserable? No. No. You dislike everyone and everything. No. You don't like football or basketball. Wrong. I do watch a lot of football, as a matter of fact. Not as much as I used to, because, quite frankly, a lot of it's boring. And basketball, you're right. I don't like it. A bunch of seven-foot freaks. This is your rights. That is your rights. Peter, you are so illiterate. You must be the one that's miserable and uh, must uh, look in the mirror and say, God, am I dumb. Are you dumb? Yes. Why do you want to deprive us of listening to a press conference? I dare you to read this on the air. Reason is the fact that you are gutless. Well, how do you like that, Peter? I just read it on the air verbatim, word for word, including all your illiterate bull. Okay, there you go. And yes, we will be carrying the Jimmy Johnson press conference, not because of your facts, Peter, but because uh, already as soon as I read in the paper this morning, when Bluff Lindsay called me at home this morning, I said, of course we're going to be carrying it because it has to do, this is the Dolphin Station, and it's something that's happening here, and it's a total out-of-the-blue shock that nobody expected. So around 11 o'clock, we'll carry it in its entirety, and George and I will sit back here and eat lunch. Well, you'd better. You, no, you had better carry it, or else, or else I'm going <laughs> to my pants, is what Peter says, and maybe get a brain. In fact, maybe that's where his brains are, and they might wind up in his pants. 
which at least they'll be tangible and right there and open the view for everybody. Absolutely, positively. Unbelievable. And let me say it again. I mean, you know, I talked to a lot of people at the hockey game last night about uh, several people, I mean, a zigan people, by the way, including lots of Toronto folks. Oh! And uh, every, not, not one of them said anything about, gee, it was really a shame you didn't carry that thing. They all agreed that uh, who the hell cares? They played the whole thing at 2 o'clock. No, I'm, no, they didn't play the whole thing. Mandage whole... played some of it. And by the way, yes, I did listen yesterday because Mandage was on. Yeah. But at any rate, no, he played clips of it, and then maybe later on he played the whole thing. And I would expect him to have played it because, uh, you know, why, how else are you going to kill two and a half hours? Now, ordinary, now, in all fairness, ordinarily, Mandage is not a guy that throws on press conferences. You know that. Well, you don't listen so hard. Well, I know that. But at any rate, uh, he did because, obviously, it was a big sports story. And like I keep trying to tell these mental cripples like Peter, this is not a sports show. No. It's the Neil Rogers show, okay? It is not a sports show. Michael Jordan has got nothing to do with this show, with this town. He doesn't play here. He doesn't play for the Heat, unfortunately. And, uh, and that's it. So the fact that CBS thought it was a big Simmons and CNN and everybody else in the goddamn world, that's their uh, prerogative. I didn't think it was, and I still don't. And it wasn't really news. I heard during the commercial breaks, I flipped on the audio here on CNN, I heard a couple of comments. Oh, he's going to spend a lot of time with his kids and his family's important and it's a full time. Well, that's great. So, so is, there, is there something shocking or exciting about that? No. Th again, like I, and it's interesting that this is happening because last week I mentioned several times this business about jock press conferences, which in the past, I mean, the Michael Jordan thing, obviously there would be one, but in the past there, there wasn't all this business. After every ball game, after every pinochle tournament, there's got to be another press conference. Who the hell cares? But because we have all these sports radio stations and TV stations and the 24-hour news networks, they've got a lot of time to fill up. So naturally, this helps to uh, put a lot of crap on the air to fill, kill some good time, I guess, or bad time. It's just inane. And 90% of the time, everything they say is very predictable. Now, Jimmy Johnson today, it was not predictable. And yes, I have some thoughts about it, even though I don't talk about sports or the Dolphins very much, because I'm you know, like a, a spectator. I'm not that involved. I'm certainly not emotionally involved, like I was with the Leafs last night. Just a quick comment about the, well, so many things all going on at the same time. First, let me just say this. Just briefly, we'll skim over this. The Senate impeachment trial of the president begins today, officially. But we don't... I just skim right over that, because that's not important, okay? Now, the uh, Panthers may get Pavel Bure. Oh! be announced today. It looks like maybe there's a chance. Wow. That would sure turn my head around. I'd sure go for that. And Peter Worrell in the minor leagues? Oh! I tell you, he's not a player. I've been trying to tell you, Bozo's that for uh, the whole year, including last year. Not a player. Never going to be. And the Panthers made a great comeback there, sparked by Ray Whitney in the third period, and the fact that the Maple Leafs were like out of gas, too many games in too few nights. But we don't make excuses. We'll take the tie, thank you. But again, the Panthers, fifth time in a row, they made a nice comeback. Ray Whitney sparked the comeback with the first goal, and after that they were on fire, and the Leafs were uh, gasping for oxygen. Although I will say this, and you know, Maple Leaf fans, we don't cry and we don't moan like some of the other fans about the officiating, but the third in the time goal, it was offside. Then he pulled it out over the blue line. And interestingly enough, some of us, all around me, we heard a whistle. It must have been some jackass in the stands. And I sat back in my seat thinking, okay, it's offside, the play is over. Next thing I know, I look up, the puck is in the net, the crowd is on their feet, they're screaming, the game is tied. I'm thinking, wait a minute. That was offside. But like I said, we make no excuses. We ran out of gas, and the Panthers, to their credit, came back and tied it up. So everybody went home happy with a point last night. Tremendous game. Too bad there were like 5,000 empty seats. This morning's papers will tell you the official attendance, which includes uh, season tickets sold, 17,500 and some odd. But the actual uh, number of seats, the people through the turnstiles, and I know this for a fact from people on the inside, was about 14,500. 
And of all the teams in the league, for some strange reason, when the Leafs come down here, they don't draw. They don't draw. Most point, one of the most goals of any team in the league this year, certainly one of the two or three most exciting teams in the league. Does that make a difference to these people? No. No, it does not. They don't draw. And by the way, and the, for the people in front of me, the baby people, weren't there last night. God bless you. Thank you so much. Everybody in my section was well-behaved on their best behavior. I saw the whole game. No problem. We had 8 billion people come by and say hello. The only one who acted a little bit bizarre and aberrant was unacceptable because we're not impressed by you standing in the, in the aisle with your cell phone while the game is going on was Lenny the limo driver, which a couple of guys finally screamed at him, Hey, sit down, asshole. The game is going Oh, and he all of a sudden sneaked in there and sat down. Lenny, we're not impressed. You're a good guy. You're, you're who you are, you know, and I, you have a great limo service. And also, Ken's got a great limo service, too, in case he missed yesterday, apologizing profusely for that jackass they're called Tuesday. Ken at all points, limousine services, great guy. In fact, such a good guy that he's even got other people impersonating him on the air, which is a first on all the years I've done this show. That's a first that we ever had anybody calling in impersonating a limo driver. So you ought to be honored, Ken, that anybody takes uh, you that seriously and that uh, is that jealous, I guess. Maybe it was Lenny, I don't know. But anyway, other than Lenny's limo driver, everybody was on their best behavior. It turned into a scintillating game. And again, the Panthers played only one period, the third period. But nevertheless, turned into a terrific battle. And too bad there were 5,000 empty seats. The greatest column, I, I thought the one about uh, Levon and about the fact that uh, Dan Labastard, oh, he was Cuban, it was us, we won the World Series. I thought that was the worst article Ooh. I ever read in my life. But the one today, the one this morning, please, Jimmy, reconsider and stay is the headline by Dan Labastard in the Miami Herald. This article could have been easily written by a five-year-old child or by someone who has the emotional maturity level of, like I said, a two-year-old child. Nine minutes after ten, we'll be hearing a Jimmy Johnson press conference from, uh, from pillar to post. As soon as it happens, you'll hear it. Oh, I'm about, I was getting ready to read the facts again. Well, it was pretty good, Peter. You're a bastard. I know someone that can use a sandwich or two. Kate Moss, that skinny chick, the skinniest chick I know. Your future's bleak, that heroin chic, you got to lay off the blow. Kate Moss, that skinny chick, we want to know what's the deal. You close the trap when you're in rehab. You're worse than Ally McBeal. 1013 at 560 WQM. So getting back to Jimmy and all his shock and amazement here, the fact that he's going to resign and announce it in about 45 minutes or thereabouts. Now, you can you can look at this any way you want. You know, you can look at it from, you know, he says that uh, he's got to spend more time with his family. He's basically uh, don't want the pressures of all this BS anymore. He wants to uh, change the direction of his life. His mother died a short time ago. His father's uh, fighting cancer. He's on chemo, et cetera, and so on. You can believe that and accept that as being the only reason he wants to leave. Peter King of CNNSI this morning said that uh, basically he thinks Jimmy doesn't see the players being motivated the way that they used to even when he was with Dallas and how they just they don't have the dedication and motivation, and it's just uh, too much of an effort to try each week, week after week, to motivate them to get out there and play. That's part of the reason. Then, of course, there's the business about you know being thin-skinned and doesn't like the media criticism, et cetera, and so on, which, of course, if you don't like the media criticism, it's the wrong profession to be in. But I will say this. And I did listen this morning coming in because obviously this is a major story. And needless to say, it's one day when I have to be listening whether I want to or not. And listening to the callers that called in and the venom and the hostility, it really, there are no gray areas. There are no human areas here. In other words, maybe this is a guy who's just fed up and he's got plenty of money. He don't need the money, et cetera. I mean, he just doesn't want to do this anymore. There's none of that. 
There is either people like Dan Labastard who are such emotional cripples that they're on the verge of tears and having a nervous breakdown because the football coach is going to resign, or the majority of the calls that I heard, and I only heard about a half an hour, the majority of them were like venomous, and while we knew when he came here he was a piece of crap, and, uh, you know, papa, and, and just ripping him a major ass. Now, like I said, if you're not emotionally prepared to handle that and you don't want to take that anymore, along with all the other stuff that goes on, uh, then you're in the wrong business because it goes with the territory. But you have seen it, especially during this past season. You know, when he did that one press conference early in the season when he chewed the hell out of the uh, uh, press, just absolutely went bananas. And then, of course, the uh, situation with this radio station and calling in on the morning show and then getting the thing with Bo Camper on the air. The guy is very thin-skinned. He's a hothead. And unfortunately, a uh, hell of a lot of people in coaching positions, like the Murray boys, they're a couple of hotheads, is what they are. Can take no criticism. And I don't understand that. If you're going to be a public figure like that, if you're going to go out there and, uh, you know, put on a show for the public and expect them to subsidize it and emotionally and tangibly support it, you've you got to be th have thicker skin than that. But at the same time, is it going to change our lives? No. I don't think so. But but it's very it's fascinating to me since this is the the anti sports show and since we get you know so many of these faxes like the one I just had from illiterate Peter and some of these other uh, morons these jock sniffers I was the one that told you two weeks ago beyond a shadow of a doubt when it was told to me directly by somebody who knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that Dan Marino and Jimmy Johnson despise each other and then I'm coming to work this morning and for the first time on one of the other shows on this station I actually hear that being said not in language that strong. But I hear it being hinted that they really aren't on the same page and they're not fond of each other and yada, 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 et cetera, and so on. Which is maybe why a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, when everybody was saying, well, you know, uh, Jimmy didn't make such a big deal about Dan setting that record uh, touchdown pass, et cetera, and so on. Well, they don't like each other. They despise each other. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised, even though I'm sure he can't admit it publicly, that Dan Marino right now is dancing at Kazatsky. He's probably jumping up and down up there in West End or wherever he is. For joy, because he doesn't like Jimmy Johnson. I mean, if, and, and how many times have I told you? People called in and want me to talk about that stuff. He hasn't shown me that much since he came here. He's improved the defense. they got a tremendous defense. But you know something? you got to be able to score points. And this phantom business of developing a running game, there wasn't any running game. There never was a running game when they played against a good team. So he really didn't show me that much, but uh, life is going to go on. It's not like the end of the world. Uh, but you read this Dan LaPasso thing. This, this is sensational. Please, Jimmy, reconsider and stay. It's, uh, I'm not going to read much of it, but it's just it's, it's pathetic. It's written by somebody who sounds like an emotional cripple. It starts out by saying, is it true? Can it be? Uh -huh. Jimmy Johnson is resigning? Uh -huh. That's the word that started spreading at about 10 p.m. Wednesday night crackling like a lit fuse, making its way from the Dolphins' front office to the Dolphins' coaches to Dolphins' players, causing an explosion everywhere it hit, like it, like it hit the fans. All we can hope is that it isn't true that Johnson just had one of his momentary mind meltings like he did after the Hurricanes' 1987 Fiesta Bowl loss and that he's just temporarily sour because he takes losing so, so hard. How do you like that? Is that is that emotional or what? It is so hard. Oh, Danny LaBastard, boy, you are a basket. I was going to say a basket case. You're a bastard case. And then at the end of the column, if I can find it buried way here in the Herald Sports section, somewhere in the middle, in the middle of all the important stories, um, 
Not that I blame J.J. if he does go back to that life. Heck, he just became dramatically underpaid. Mike Holmgren, doing the same job in Seattle, just got double the paycheck. Heck, former coach John Madden makes five times what Johnson does just for describing other men's coaching. Please, Jimmy, reconsider. The Dolphins need you so very much, clearly, more than you need them. Is that not... Doesn't that scare you? I mean, this is an adult writing in what is supposedly the uh, superior newspaper here in South Florida, certainly the best known in America, much more so than Sun Sentinel, the Miami Herald, the self-proclaimed prestigious Miami Herald. Here's an adult writing this. Oh, now, come on. Now, don't knock the kids of America, okay? Little kids, little infants, I think, are far more mature and prepared to handle the hazards of life, like maybe the coach of your football team resigning. I mean, their coaches, like as soon as the uh, you know season ended, their coaches getting fired and quitting and going here, and Mike Holmgren leaves uh, the Packers to go off to Seattle. I mean, it, it happens. I hate to break the news to you, Dan. You better lock yourself in, brace yourself real tight. It does happen. Coaches quit. Players resign. After they get their first $10 billion, like Michael Jordan, players resign. Oh, no. How is life possibly going to go on for us now? I mean, this is a classic. This really is. I, I'm gonna, I want to save this. I'm going to frame it. Please, please, we beg you. And, of course, this coming from the same media that have been dicing him up for the last uh, several months now, since back in August. Just dicing and slicing and ripping and tearing and et cetera and so on. Which, of course, that's their prerogative. I mean, you're, you're going to have to take that. If you want to be in that position, you have to take the good with the bad. And if they're going to splice you up, so be it. You can't have thin skin and be a professional coach or manager in sports. You just can't do it. Like Pat Riley would say, if you can't stand the heat, then go follow some other team. That's what he said. Okay, let's get some real serious input on this here now, because I know, obviously, from here what I heard this morning, the town is full of shock and venom and psychosis. I mean, this is obviously even more important. And, of course, I guess Jimmy didn't want to be upstaged by Michael Jordan, too, right? Uh -huh. I mean, who the hell is he? So he's going to show him a thing or two today. And we'll have the press conference for you. Don't panic. We'll have it, Peter. In fact, maybe between now and when the press conference starts, you can start uh, taking some lessons, you know, in something. Open up a dictionary, learn a couple of words, add to your vocabulary. Make, maybe a couple of spelling lessons might help, because I am appalled by your uh, facts. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the prestigious Mobile One line. Here's Deerfield. Hello. Hello, Nell. Yes. Well, uh, first off, I don't think that uh, it's going to make any big difference to us. I really uh, I enjoyed How watching you him play. That? Well, I uh, <laughs> Uh, be, well, because uh, I'm not Dan LeBastard. I'll get on with it, and we'll get another coach. And I personally think that Johnson will take a year off and then wind up on another team. Could that's, be. That's one thing. And also, I feel that Jimmy, that uh, Dan Marino's resignation will probably happen before next season. Why is that? I just don't feel that he's going to go the whole next year. He's, you know, he's just... I didn't see it this year. He did great, but I don't know if he's willing to start. Well, uh, let me ask you this. Realistically, how many more years can he play? I mean, LeBastard in this article, I mean, he must have, must have been on acid when he wrote it. He says, well, maybe this happened. Part of it could be that then is Wayne Hypinga going to sign Dan Marino to a long-term contract. Long-term? Yeah. I mean, how long is he supposed to play? Till he's 45 years old? Exactly. What they'll is this a, man thinking they'll about? They'll have him in a walker. They'll bring him yeah, out. Exactly. They're going to have to bring him out there to have to borrow Larry Flint's wheelchair to wheel him out there. <laughs> Either that or Marino's going to go to a to the highest bidder, or just maybe he doesn't need the money. He will go to a Super Bowl team next year. That could possibly happen too. Those are my things, and I know those two didn't get along 
and it was evident. It wasn't just that they didn't get along; they despise each other right. bitterly. And that's a hard thing to do because they're both uh, have a lot of pride, and they just want to go their own way. Yeah. Okay. And on the top of all of it is Wayne Huizinga, so you can imagine what's going on behind the scenes. Oh yeah. Thanks, Neil. A lot of zits flying all over the place. <laughs> the zit hit the fan. Thank you, sir. Open line in Broward, two and eight five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's Boca. Hello. First yeah. of all, you're the greatest. Yes, I am. Uh, when's that uh, car- press conference? I, I just got the tail end of it. Coming up around 11 o'clock or whenever Jimmy's good and ready, we'll let you know. We'll have it. We won't miss a word. What about TV, do you know? What about what? Is it going to be on TV? Sure, or? of course. Okay, it's going to be like me? Jordan Are you dreaming? the Holy Ghost. Huh? He's going to be like Michael Jordan yesterday. No, he's going to be much. No, see, the difference being, is that Michael Jordan was anticlimactic. Everybody knew he was going to retire. There was nothing exciting about sitting, listening to him talk for an hour about how he was going to have more time with his kids yeah, and raise yeah. his family. Well, what was that? Everybody knew he was retiring. They loved him. He was great. Fine. Yeah. Okay, have a great life. We wish you the best. But this is like uh, out of nowhere, you know, so it's, uh, it's a major happening. A major. Right. This is major, yeah. Plus, oh. it's happening here, so obviously uh, we ought to be uh, interested in it. Since this is the Dolphin Station, we ought to damn well be interested in it. So you think Marino's history? Why, why would he be history? He ought to be ecstatic. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you think he's got a year or two left. I would say one, one maybe two at the outside, but, you know, one more, I would say, realistically. Yeah, because yeah, they get a couple receivers. You've got to understand, every game that he starts could be his last game. You do understand that, don't you, with the two bad knees? Every game that Danny Boy starts could be the last one he plays. Oh, he's the greatest. Uh, he is the greatest to me. I mean, uh, he, he, he is the Dolphins. And, and, well, I, I agree with that. I agree with what you just said. It has been for 15 or 16 years. But the fact is, again, you listen to the sports shows on this station, and the people trash him. Like, he's, he's supposed to provide an offense without any support. Oh, he's, without he's, wide receivers, without any running game, and of course, and you know, if they wind up losing, even if he has a sensational game, well, it's Danny. He's too old. He's a statue. He's this. He's what he does. He is a statue, but he's got two bad knees. But in the meantime, you can't you can't blame any of the deficiencies of this past season on him. No, he's uh, if he, he they get a good coach or somebody, you know, bring someone in and uh, get a couple receivers, they're on their way. And they got a great defense. Yeah, great defense. Well, defense is great, but you can't. Uh, you got to score some points. Yeah, they got no running. Okay, have a great day. Okay, Neil. We have an open line of day, one in Broward. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. It's getting real close. At that time, boy, the tension is mounting. You cut it, could cut it with a butter knife. You can smell it. You can feel it. Like I said, you can smell it in the air. Here's Coconut Creek. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. No. Yes. Um, I want to get some intelligent conversation to this resignation, supposed resignation today. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I had to drive off the road and, and throw up after listening to the worst team this morning. Yeah. Um, I'm glad he's going. I mean, he's done, I don't think he's done anything here. And I think it, it, the only good conversation or good article is in the Sun Sentinel this morning. Gutless and a quitter. That's what he is. Okay. But, I mean, isn't that his prerogative, to be gutless and a quitter? I mean, if he just doesn't have the stomach for it, do we have to, like, put him up on a cross and crucify him? I, I mean, I've never, fine, I'll, I'll be honest, when, when he first, when he, you know, I was the one that said that he was setting Shula up, remember when he was on Fox? Oh, sure, and he set him up for the fall, and, of course, it was time for Shula to go. The brainstem was finished. Nobody wants Shula back. Do we want him back? No, no yes. chance. Huh? Bring him back. No way. Two years. Bring him back? Bring him back for a year or two with For, for what? I think, I think if you brought... Shula back. You're, you're dreaming, my friend. Don athlete. Shula is not ready to deal with the athletes of the 90s. Believe it me. It may I mean, happen. Huh? Mark my words. It may happen. You, you think Don Shula is going to come back. Okay, listen. George will put you on hold. We'll make about a $10 million bet. Okay. Okay, hold on. Oh, he's gone? 
Okay, we have an open line in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one. Bring in Shula back. See, this, you know, people that want to go backward and not forward. I, I don't understand that. That's like these people saying, oh, yeah, we got to have Stu Barnes on the Panthers. Huh? I got, I got news for you. I'm, uh, quite frankly, we'll have the Jimmy Johnson thing on, but I'm keeping my ears peeled a hell of a lot more uh, closely and a lot more interested if that Pavel Bure deal comes down today. Then we'll have something really oh! exciting that some of us real sports fans can get excited about. Holy Mackinac! This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil God. Hey, kids. Are you tired of that neighborhood bully? He stole my lunch money. Ah, shut up, kid. And tell your mom to hold the mail next time. Next time, fight back. But he's bigger than me. No, no, no. Just tell mom next time she hits the candy aisle at the grocery store, pick up a pack of new Shock Cat candy bars. Shock Cat? Yes, it's a new candy bar made entirely from recycled cow dung. Guaranteed to turn your stomach. So next time... All right, kids, give me a lunch. No, no. Please don't take it. Just shut up and hand it over. Okay, here you go. But whatever you do, please don't eat my candy bar. Hey, cool. Ah, this tastes like shit. So, you want my lunch tomorrow, too? We got a hunch. You got a blow lunch. When you take a bite of that shit, cat bar. 1032 at 5.62. And before we take any more calls, something much more important than Michael Jordan or Jimmy Johnson or the impeachment of the president. In the gossip column in the Sun Sentinel this morning, it says the eyes have it. Channel 7 and Channel 10 share more than just their love for gaudy crime news. Insider is told that Channel 7 macho man Rick Sanchez gets his eyebrows waxed every six weeks by the wife of Channel 10 weatherman John Gerard. I told him he didn't want to look like he's got three eyes, said Robin Wouch, beautician at Maggie Salon and Spa in Cooper City. More men than you'd think come in here for that sort of stuff, for a waxy, uh, a wax job. Wouch admits, isn't that what, uh, what's her name had? Brooke, she also had a wax job. Wouch admits she does her husband's eyebrows and back, too. His back. He's got a Ron Jeremy back, evidently. So does Sanchez ever pump her for Channel 10 Secrets, it asks? Sometimes, she said, but it doesn't work. I already have a homosexual relationship with Neil, so I might as well have one with you, too. So, in other words, uh, he tries to pump her, but it doesn't work. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I have a serious question here about this whole Jimmy Johnson thing. Does yes. anybody in this town give a crap? I'm sure they do. Yeah, that's the question. He's gone. That, that's his material that he waited several, about 11 minutes for. Yeah, obviously they do because people are calling in either either with venom in their lungs or uh, hysterically crying or like on the verge of a nervous breakdown like Dan LeBastard over there at the Herald. Yes, they do give a crap. I quite frankly don't, uh, you know, one way or the other. It doesn't bother me. It isn't going to change my life. I'm surprised, but uh, not going to change the way my life works. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. What's up? How you doing, sir? Listen, uh, I think the Jimmy, um, he just, like Jimmy? you said, despised Marino and went up to Hyzinga. I said, look, him or me and... And uh, Marino sells out the stadium, and uh, the bottom line is that... Well, how, do, how do, could that be? Well, maybe he did that before yesterday, because Wayne was out of town, allegedly, and came back... Right, right, maybe before yesterday, they spoke on the phone, over, and... Uh, yeah. And, uh, and Jimmy and Izinga said, listen, man, if I get rid of Marino, I'm going to get lynched in this town. So, basically, yeah. Jimmy said, you know, I need control. And I, I, think, I think the Marino-Johnson thing is part of it. I don't think there's any question about that. They despise each other. Well, what's the future with the two of them being here together? And like you said, Marino's not going anywhere. 
And Jimmy ran shoot out of town about that. You're right. right. I'm, 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 he set him up. He set him up big time. Gets on the Fox thing there, and oh yeah, the Dolphins are a Super Bowl contender. I mean, we were talking about it at the time. You could see it coming. He should have held up a sign saying, "I'm setting you up, Don. You better win it, baby, or you're out." And uh, he didn't win it. And he's yeah, out. I was very unfair with it to Don. I mean, Don didn't want to get out. I know Don was going to stay there and had plans for the next season. And all of a sudden, Don's quitting. You know, it's... Yeah, I got to look for something else to do. Yeah. So um, okay, you know, pal, have a great day. We'll get over it. What did you all say? Yeah, I got to look for something else to do. Two open lines a day, 5670560 oh, and pound 560 on the mobile one. So we got one guy that Chula's coming back for two years. Anybody believe that? No. I don't think so. I really don't think so. And we and then we got the Dan LeBachu who thinks that maybe Danny's going to sign a long-term contract. They're going to bring him out there in a wheelchair for a couple of years. Because basically Danny is an emotional cripple. So, I mean, yeah, Danny LeBachu, that is. Here's a mobile in Jupiter. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Yeah, I was a Jimmy fan when he was with was a Canes coach, but uh, I didn't like the way he displaced Shuley either. However, I hate to see him go because now... now did you like him when he was doing the gangster coach routine at U of M? Well, he, he, he did a good job. You know, he thing. did a good job. But well, he did a good job of winning games, but I think that, uh, well, I mean, you know, it's your opinion. Now we have to take two steps back, you know, before we can go forward, so... Well, how do you know that? <clears throat> well, the new coaches come in. That's why I think for continuity... We need to get down on our knees and beg for Shula to come back to. You think so, too, huh? I do. You yeah. want the Shoesmeister back. You know, he never had a defense to play with. Now he could come back, have a Thanks, defense, honey. get mm -hmm. the offense going again. Thanks, honey. And, and it would be great. Okay. Because, uh... We'll get him on the phone. We'll get, we'll get the Shoemeister on the phone and see uh, what he has to say. I just wasn't conscious. We have an open line at Broward, 5670560 oh, and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Maybe that's why the last couple of years, the last few years that, uh, you know... The Schumeister looked like he was losing it. We started calling him the brain stem. Maybe it was... I just wasn't conscious. That might have been part of the problem. But you never know. Here's North Miami. Hello. How's it going, Neil? Great. Never Listen, been better. Uh, I'm you know, I've, about this. Right. I've called a few of the, uh, the sports stations with yeah. a couple of questions, and they've dodged these questions. But I, I want to propose this to you. When Shula was you the head coach... Me? I don't know you that well. Okay. When Shula, when was, Shula, head was, the head, when Shula was the head coach, yeah. uh, they played a game against San Diego. The Dolphins did where they had a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and they lost that game. During, during the game, uh, the defense uh, held the offense to three punts, meaning that the, uh, San Diego punted the ball three times. Yeah. And Miami's offense didn't do anything with those three turnovers. Yeah. And, and you know, Oliver Dottie then finally got shysted out of town, and, you know, the defense was supposedly yeah. so, so what, terrible. what's the point? So my point is, is why, why didn't Jimmy, when he first get here, the, the defense wasn't all that bad. Why didn't he draft offensive linemen so he could run the ball? And that's the question I've been asking these, you know, sportscasters. Why, why didn't they uh, draft offensive linemen? I mean, you know, that's all Jimmy has done is drafted defense for the last uh, three years. Yeah. And the defense wasn't that bad. I mean, if the defense pumps the ball, if the, if the opposing offense has to pump the ball, and our offense cannot capitalize on that, okay, I mean, it doesn't this, take a... This is uh, way over the borderline for my show. I can't, I can't deal with it. It's starting to sound like one of those sports shows. Now, uh, Hank is going to talk to me on where? He's on the other He's on the other one. Oh, it's Hank, crazy. what's going on? Are you in Vegas? Yes, I am, Neil. 7.35 in the morning in Vegas? It's so dark hundred here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just wanted to tell you that... Uh, Are you just coming in or going out? That's a good question. It's, uh, this Jimmy Johnson thing is, uh, is, uh, is occupying too much of my time. Do you know you can play war out here now? Yeah. Do you remember the game? I think that's what they're going to be doing at the MGM with the Tyson fight on Saturday. They're playing war. That's right. I'm out of there fast. <laughs> Can you, hey, uh, Jimmy can you believe they're bringing that back? 
that uh, Tyson thing? Right, after what happened there the last time? This deal has been signed for over a year. Incredible. I, I, had, uh, when they, I was in New York last year at the Belmont. I had dinner with one of the promoters uh, who was doing the, the fight that was canceled in New York, and um, he said that uh, this was all set. So, and I think they had a couple of fights with him left. And all the stuff in between was just window dressing, all the uh, yeah. show they put on. Yep. So anyway, I've got know. news for you. Okay. Um, no, no press conference. Okay, I won't play one, honest. Uh, Jimmy is uh, <laughs> Jimmy is going to stay. No, I'm playing the. Pro oh, he's going to stay. They had a meeting this morning. He, uh, Wayne, flew back from San Diego. Yeah. And uh, they met this morning along with Dan Marino. Uh, Jimmy's from what I'm told is going to stay on. Dave Wanstad will be assistant head coach. Yeah. And uh, and he's going to get married. Those are the three things. How do you like that? So, All right. But my testicles reach out from Las Vegas into the Dolphins' office. It's amazing, isn't it? Incredible. Boy, I'm, I'm really jealous now. <laughs> okay, listen, plunge your brains out. Have a great time, Hank. You know, I'm sorry to interrupt you with a sports thing, but, you know, I thought... <laughs> hey, listen, like, there's anything else going on here today? This is uh, the talk of the town. Thanks a lot, Hank. We're I'll right play the red for you, Neil. Okay. All right. Ten million on the red. Okay, Hank Goldberg right there with shocking news, as usual. He's got the, like he said, his testicles reach all across the U.S. of A. Jimmy Johnson is going to announce he's not going to quit, and Dave Wanstead will be an assistant coach, and uh, life will go on. And all you people that are sitting in here trashing him, and good riddance to bad Robertson said, what are you going to say then? Do you have any idea? No. How do you like that? Wow. So I guess Danny just sat down and stopped doing that dance. 20 before 11 at 560 WQM. And, of course, on, on, uh, on CNN, uh, he, if, if this is true, what Tank just told us, I mean, every one of these guys on CNN and Peter King and all these other guys, they're going to have egg on their foot and maybe even some on their rectum because they're, uh, they got the answer, baby, that he's uh, out. Maybe he read Dan LeBastard's column. Need some help. Well, you know, Jim, Marion thinks I'm at team practice today, and uh, I just thought we'd steal a few fine moments of time together. I didn't lay down on myself. Well, that's a fine idea. Don't mind if I do. By the way, what is that you're wearing, anyway? Pasties and a G-string. Well, you look just fine. Now, why don't you get over here and make me feel like a man? All right! Now, take it easy, man. Just calm down. I'm tender, you know. I'm going to start on this film, and I'm going to wrap on it all year long. that out. Now, man, did I told you to take it easy. Now, get off me, you bitch. You turd, round noser. You jackass. Well, I've had about enough of this. I'm out of here. Well, so the one that's just yeah, it really is. It is, man, Don. Look at this, look at this board now. You notice how they all flew away. You want to know why? Because now Hank has put them in there. They don't. They're between a rock and a hard place. See, they don't know whether to go on the attack like a lot of these people. And and won't it be interesting if Hank's information is true? And I'm sure it must be because he sure wouldn't have uh, you know called us with that if he didn't have it right uh, down to a, you know all the eyes dotted and t's crossed. Wouldn't that be something, huh? And just shock the living crap. And all the, all these people, these front-running phonies who are just waiting in the wings to attack. Oh, he's a gutless coward, and he's a piece of crap, and uh, this is what we expected. What are they going to say then? Which is why most of the callers who were on there dropped off after Hank came on with that scoop. And, of course, in a few minutes at 11 o'clock or thereabouts, when Jimmy Johnson makes the press conference, we'll find out if Hank is right, and I have no doubt that he is. What are they going to say then? Oh, well, you know, we may be a little hard. We judged him a little prematurely. Uh, he had him on the right road. They improved the record one game, one more win every year, and yada, yada, yada. And all you need to do is uh, goose up the offense, the defense. You mark my words, that's what's going to happen. 
You talk about fickle people. So in other words, if he had resigned, I mean, like I said before, I wouldn't blame him. I, I was never a big fan of his one way or the other. But if he wanted to say, hey, the hell with this crap, I wouldn't blame him for that. Because these people are so fickle, it's unbelievable. It's just incredible. They, they demand and expect nothing but perfection. Anything less, forget it. They'll fart right in your face. So now let's see what the story is, what these people have got to say. Two open lines in Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Sunrise. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Well, now, you never know, Neil. He might leave now with everything you heard from uh, this uh, morning team. Now, he's, uh, I don't think he was listening to the worst team. I think he had a bigger fish to fry this morning. You know what I was like thinking about? about the future of his life? You think you think maybe him uh, resigning had anything to do with uh, Dolphin Danny leaving? <laughs> that that might be it. Yeah. Well, he's obviously not going to resign. Uh, well, I hope I hope Hank is uh, he's right. Well, you uh, you don't think that Hank is going to call here and come up with that information if he doesn't have it 100 percent nailed down? Especially get up early too. It's the 7:30 in Vegas. You, in fact, Hank is on ESPN right now. Hold on a second. Pot up the uh, ESPN. Today, I think three years and three days. Uh, Jimmy had a plan to take the team to the Super Bowl. Obviously, they've come up short. Uh, was that the gist of it? Was there something behind Dan Marino's situation? You know, I, I think that might have been a part of it, uh, but uh, he had a three-year contract when he first came with an, uh, with an option, and then last year they extended that by, uh, by another year, so he actually had one year to go. And I don't know uh, what uh, other extensions have been applied or anything like that, but uh, in the last few weeks, Jimmy has grown increasingly disgusted with a with a lot of things about coaching. One, uh, he's he's very concerned about free agents and, and not getting much out of them, and he's uh, been talking to a lot of people about about that. The other is that he has not been happy with the South Florida media and the way they've been reporting a lot of things that, that he's been involved with, particularly when Dan Marino had his 400th touchdown pass and Jimmy didn't give him uh, the accolades in his post-game press conference, and then the newspapers and radio shows went after him for that. Uh, he was very unhappy about that. In fact, very disgusted about that. And uh, the third thing was, on the day when the five coaches were fired that Monday, uh, I talked to him right after that, and he was uh, he was pretty upset. He thought five really good coaches had lost their jobs, and and he uh, started thinking very hard about the profession. So I think a lot of those things, uh, plus. His uh, mother's death and the fact that his father was not dealing with that very well had brought him a little closer to his family. All those factors, I think, came to play. And, and so Jimmy walked into Eddie Jones, the club president's office yesterday, and said that he wanted to quit. And uh, that's when they summoned Lane. And, and uh, of course, they had the meeting this morning. But he said he wanted to quit. He, uh, he had not uh, really technically resigned. And so... I think that uh, I think that uh, when it was reported that he was leaving, it was just a few hours premature. Now, Hank, there is a talk that of uh, that Dan Marino is uh, working on a contract extension with the uh, Dolphins uh, management. How is the relationship, at least according mm -hmm. to your know-how, between Marino and Jimmy Johnson? Is Jimmy Johnson still firmly behind Dan Marino coming back as the starter? Would that have anything to do with it? I think he is. On the other hand, there were times during the season where they didn't speak very much. So, you know, it's been somewhat rockier than perhaps they've either side has let on. But uh, but the last month of the year, uh, Jimmy really felt strongly about how well Dan had played, and he was pretty vocal about that. So uh, they started talking about extending Dan for two reasons. One, 
based on the fact that he felt so good at the end of this uh, at the end of this year uh, that uh, he he I think he has one more year on his contract. They're talking about extending it into the year 2001, and that accomplishes two things: it frees up some cap room, and it also is a commitment uh, to Dan to be the starting quarterback for at least uh, another couple of years. Well, now Hank, uh, we all know Jimmy Johnson is a proud man, to say the least. Now, this has got to be eating him up to look across and see Dan Reeves coming in and turn things around. He had personnel control. Bill Parcells turning things around. He had personnel control. Jimmy's got all that, yet he's still struggling. Well, he, uh, he again, he's very encouraged about this football team, which is why I was a little bit surprised to hear that he wanted to leave it. Uh, you know, I do his radio show with him, and after the last show, I asked him, and this was before the Denver game, if he felt that he was taking a better team to Denver than he took to New England a year ago. And he said, much better, although this team was very banged up. And he and he said that if you uh, took away the injuries, he felt real good about his team, of course, the defensive side of it, and that he would not really address the defensive side during this offseason, that all the fo- uh, focus would be on improving the offense, to get uh, a game-breaking receiver, to get a big back, who could catch the ball and maybe one more mean offensive lineman. And that's the direction that they'll go. They have about $4 million in cap room right now, depending on what happens with Richmond and Webb. They're all pro tackle who, who they have to sign, but they've signed just about everybody they want to keep. Okay, well, clearly much like Mike. So anyway, they're announcing now, isn't this interesting? They're putting the crawl on the screen on ESPN that they've learned that Jimmy Johnson is going to stay with the Dolphins and former Bears head coach Dave Wonstead will come on board as an assistant coach, and uh, yada, yada, and there you are. Thanks, Hank. Thank God for Hank. Hey, stupid. Yeah. So like he said there, and he was very kind there in his comments on ESPN, just maybe the rest of the media a little pre- premature evaluation, <laughs> and everybody getting sucked into that, because he said he wanted to quit, but it wasn't official yet. So there we are on the front page of the Herald this morning, front page of the Sun Sentinel this morning, the worst team, psychotic all morning long. As opposed to, like, waiting till 11 o'clock and seeing what he had to say, like, maybe he is and maybe he won't. Oh, we don't want to do that, do we? No. Wait to see what he really has to say and if he really is going to resign. No, right away, uh, you know, you get a little piece of material, which, again, shows you the great responsibility of the print media in this town. They are so incredibly consistent. You name it, and they can get it wrong. The time of day, they can get wrong. Whatever time it is when they put that the rag of theirs out, they can get that wrong. On the masthead, they could get the day of the week wrong, whatever the issue was they're putting out that day, because there's nothing ever been invented that they couldn't get wrong in the Herald and the Sun Sentinel. So leave it to Hank. Nice going, Hank, baby. In spite of those stupid press conferences. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? A Julio calling from Miami. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know. You were at the game last night. I know you didn't get to watch Larry Flint. I think it was on 2020. Oh, yeah? It was pretty funny. Sam Donaldson... He's there, they're um, asking him if, if he thinks he's doing a good job. Sam Donaldson? He's an asshole. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he's asking. I don't think he's doing such a good job. I mean, in my opinion, I think Larry Flint's voicing most of our opinion, which is what's going on here and should it be going on. Right. And he's just bringing them down. Can I say hi to a couple friends? Sure. Larry Scotty, douchebag. Okay, Thanks, have a great day. Oh, so I missed Larry Flint. Well, the hockey was pretty damn entertaining anyway. We have an open line of day one in Broward. We're just minutes away from Jimmy Johnson's press conference, but now it's kind of anticlimactic. He's staying. And you heard it here first. Thanks for Hank calling us first, by the way, and then going on ESPN. We had it first in the universe. How do you like that, very jackass? Okay, you little pudwhacker over there at the Herald, which your newspaper got this all wrong, as usual, just like you got Don Smiley is buying the Marlins, and yesterday John Henry made it official and the sale is uh, complete to John Henry. 
even though on the front page of both our, lose, our local newspapers, day after day, week after week, front page of the front section, how many times did we read, Don Smiley deal is all set to go. It's like right on the verge. He's right on the edge. He's just about ready to squirt, squirt. Yeah. And did he ever squirt, squirt? No, he did not. No. No. So just consistently when you're dealing with a bunch of little leaguers like Barry Jackass and Dan Labaster and all these other guys, although maybe we ought to give Dan Labaster some credit. Maybe that tearful plea of like a five-year-old emotional crippler in the paper this morning might have influenced Jimmy. You think so? No. No, I don't either. 10.54, we better do the break early because God only knows we don't want to miss a word of this, even though it's, like I said, going to be a little anticlimactic. And won't it be interesting now? Now I will be listening. Hank will be on, by the way, from Vegas this afternoon from 2 to 6. He's out there for the Mike Tyson to Dumbo fight Saturday. And then we got Booster from 6 o'clock to 6.30. Panthers at Carolina, a very big game coming up tonight. And like I said, we'll be keeping our ears peeled to see if we were anything about the Pavel Bury deal with Vancouver, because there looks like there might be a good chance Pavel Bury is coming to the Panthers. Oh, God. That would make it worth, like, driving the 10 blocks to go down there. Oh, God, Neil. What's Gary Hart doing tonight? Inquiring Minds want to know. That's why Inquiring Minds read the Miami Herald. Is Maurice Ferre really having sex with an alien from outer space? It's in the Herald. Is Paula Hawkins the true mother of the Elephant Man? It's in the Herald. Is John Kennedy sleeping with Max Headroom? It's in the Herald. Is Jim Baker about to give birth to Jerry Falwell's baby? It's in the Herald. Sex, 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 more hot sex. Oh, it's in the Herald. Plus, Gary Hart's amazing rice diet from Florida. A crossword puzzle that has no answers. Our own Pulitzer Prize is just... For us. Ed Pope's love letters to Neil Rogers. And we're so sorry, Uncle Albert, but we haven't heard a bloody thing all day. Mindless, babbling rhetoric. It's all in the latest issue of... The, the Miami Herald. Available at supermarket checkout counters everywhere. And where finer manure is spread. 1059 is they get it wrong one more time, okay? But that's not the end. They'll be getting it wrong until they stop printing that rag forever and ever and ever. Until maybe the day I'll come and I have a real newspaper in this town that don't hold your breath. So if you just tune in and you're waiting for Jimmy Johnson's press conference at which you think he's going to resign, guess what? Is he going to resign? No. Hank Goldberg called us about 20 minutes ago, broke the story, as he usually does. I mean, you know, the bottom line to it is if you want to know what's going on in sports in this town, listen to Hank because he's the one guy who talks to all of these people, who knows the people, talks to the people involved as opposed to just sitting down and, pop, 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 you know, talking off the top of his head through his ass, which so many of the people in this town do, not to mention any names or not to mention any sports writers. Just unbelievably embarrassing. So we decided how we're going to do this, by the way. I just, I just mentioned that in passing. And let me say it again. Thank God to Jeff Cohen and our uh, satellite TV people, because that's the only reason we got this stuff up here. It's a year and two weeks that we've been here on this radio station. And thank God to them that we have some contact with the outside world so that we can put that stuff on there. So an answer to your question? Yes? No. Oh, so another day. They haven't even bothered. Okay, that's great. Nice going there, Duff. You're the best, baby. So anyway, we can pot it up here because it's right on ESPN. In fact, uh, just pot it up right now because they're going to go into the thing. George, just pot it up right now. What is that? What is that? What channel are you on? Yeah. Then how come I see the, the guy's lips on this thing? Nothing too, though. Oh, and then another was there. There are happy seconds. Don't blame us, folks. Don't get mad at you. ESPN News special report. Jimmy Johnson, he's uh, sticking around, but they're having music in the guy's lips, and he looks like a senior Wences. Thought I'd, thought I'd. We could do better filler music than this. Yeah, right. This is pretty weak music. So they're having a little bit of a problem, are they? Technical yeah. problem on ESPN? <laughs> oh, great. What a bunch of losers. How about maybe ESPN? Okay, well, we'll have to switch around here and uh, find what the hell is going on. 
Now, they're busy talking about unimportant stuff like the impeachment trial of the president. Nobody cares about that. How about regular ESPN? Are they on top of this? But the Jimmy has Thank you. Well, that's, well, that's great, but we already heard what Hank has to say. We want to hear when the Jimmy... I guess uh, what we'll do is we'll stick with ESPN and see if they can make maybe contact. This is amazing. This is unbelievable. All the ESPN ones, 206, 207, 208 on the uh, DirecTV, they've all got the same thing on it. Jimmy Johnson in Miami. There's the Dolphin logo. And all these phonies who have been stabbing in the back. By the way, you're not going to be allowed in the stadium anymore. How do you like that? We've been tracing all the calls. All these people that said he was gutless and spineless and he abandoned them and he was a piece of crap. You're out. So people are looking for uh, season tickets now. And they're going to be extending his contract. And they're going to bring it in. Dave wants that. And life goes on. So how do you like that? For a good old shot in the old rectum. How do you like it, huh? What is that, George? What is it you're doing? This radio station is amazing to me. I mean, you talk about having absolutely no game plan, no concept, no... Uh, where is the press conference being held? Do we, like, have somebody there? No. Do we have somebody down there, like, with a, with a QAM microphone? Every time I see these things on TV, I see, like, a QAM, uh, you know, logo on a microphone. Maybe it's just a prop. Maybe we don't really have somebody there. Maybe we pay somebody five bucks. I doubt that. Like I said, maybe we pay somebody a buck and a half. To go down there and put the uh, QM logo on their microphone. But at any rate, uh, Hank is uh, pontificating and going on at great lengths about this thing. And as soon as Jimmy steps up there, there he is. There's Jimmy going ballistic on the sidelines, tearing the headsets off, screaming and yelling and latest jumping up. The... Is what is it? What is it? 12.30 is the latest rumor from Duff. 12.30? And yes, we do have someone out there. 12.30? 12.30. Are you sure? Well, that messes up all our plans. Just like Tessio said in The Godfather, that messes up all my plans. Remember that? Can you get me off the hook, Tom? For old time's sake. No. Can't do it, Sally. 12.30, and we were going to have an early lunch here. Thank God I took my Adelaide. Oh, by the way, Dr. Mark showed up at the hockey game last night, and he's looked at my neck and said, oh, yeah, that's pretty interesting, that red thing. That's interesting. He felt my neck, and it was hot. He said, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Don't worry, it's nothing. Could be one of the many, many things. It's nothing. You'll be fine. I said, you know, Dr. Mark, they're going to put it on my tombstone. They're going to put it on my tombstone, you'll be fine, is what they're going to put on there. Quote Mark Laporta. He's a great guy, but uh, he looks at you, he feels, yeah, it's hot, it's flush, you're fine. And I'm pretty damn sure it wasn't the Adelaide, but my blood pressure, you know, George is uh, puking in there watching me taking my blood pressure 80 times this morning. I'm really not in the mood to have another stroke, just to prove a point for that lady with the Adelaide. So I'd rather have the flush and still be alive would be good. Speaking of, uh, wait a minute, speaking of flush, here's Guitar Man. I am the Scott the Dolphin. A mother choking team. They play like it's time to quit. They play like and queens. They suck, they blow out of control. Now JJ's gonna bail. So call up Wayne that fing pain and say we want Shul up back. Oi, oi, oi. Bring back the brace down. Bring back the brace down. Bring back the brace down in the bell jar with the tubes and the wires and bubbles. And stick it in an orange golf cart. An orange and peel golf cart. And drive the whole goddamn bunch right off the cliff. Oh, man, that was emotional. Beautiful. Well done. But he's not bailing out. He's staying. Here's Bill Parcells on there, the head coach of the New York Jets. For argument's sake, let's say he is through, which means the numbers will read like this. 
13 years. What channel are you on? I, we're just all over the place. Are you on 207? I mean, uh, yeah, I thought it was. Huh? Bill Parcells looks for moving, and they were showing him. Oh, there's Michael Jordan again. Get rid of him. Are you on 208, 207? Look at that. They're, they're having all kinds of audio problems on uh, ESPN News. Forget about it. Don't put them on anymore until uh, Jimmy comes on, which now we're hearing about 1230, which is absolutely unacceptable. He screwed up all our plans. Well, guess what? We're still going to get lunch now. How do you like that? Call up our good friend Chuck, if you will. Give me my regular. Get our Nisi balls in here. And let's just have a little party, because Jimmy Stan always told you I love Jimmy. Anybody believe that? No. I mean, like I said, I don't really care one way or the other. It's not no sweat off my ass. But he's not leaving, and they, uh, Wayne came flying in in a hurry and said, don't be doing this because, uh, you know, my zits are starting to pop all over the place and uh, cut the crap. And whatever you want, Jimmy, you got it. And we might even actually spend some more money so we don't have to be the farthest under the cap of any other team in the league. Might actually spring loose with a few bucks now that he dumped the Marlins. Here's South Miami. Hello. Hey, Uncle Neil, how are you, sir? Great. Uh, Going to change the subject uh, briefly here. Uh, got a memo. Uh, took my daughter to school this morning and got a memo they were passing out. Uh, and I need to read it to you because it's pretty important. And I couldn't fax it to you. I don't have a fax machine. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, it says, beware and use caution in large letters. A police officer working with the D.A.R.E. program has issued this warning. The D.A.R.E. program are the police officers that work in the school. Mm-hmm. If you are driving after yeah, the, the, the snitch and, police, right. Right. If you are driving after dark and see an oncoming car with no headlights on, mm-hmm. in large letters, do not flash your lights at them. This is a common gang member initiation game. The new gang member under initiation drives along with no headlights, and the first car to flash its light at him, at him is now his target. Yeah. He is now required to turn around and chase that car, and shoot at or into the car in order to complete his initiation requirements. Oh, my God. Make sure you share this information with your friends and all the drivers in your family and also Neil Rogers listeners. How do you like that? You believe that? Well, that's not that great news to know. So, in other words, mind your own business and uh, if you know what's good for you. Unbelievable. Excellent. Anyway, have a good one. All right, sports fans. Thanks for the good news. And we'll see you, I hope. Don't flash it. I guess that's a message we should all be learning, right, Bubba? Don't flash it. We have an open line and date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Look at that. Bill uh, Parcells having a press conference in Hempstead, uh, Long Island, New York. Are we going to put that on? No, No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. Too many goddamn press conferences with too many people with jock straps. And like I said, a lot of stuff that has got nothing to do with us which I find terminal and just uh, an insult to my intelligence as a thinking, uh, feeble human being. By the way, that was a big fat fake memo. What is that? Old fake memo. What that guy called up with at the flashing lights. How do you know that? Somebody just called and said that. Oh. Okay, so you can either believe that it was a fake memo or you can believe that it was for real and govern yourselves accordingly, whichever you prefer. But it was rather uh, interesting in this uh, slaughterhouse in which we live. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. I hear you uh, puking, but you're not, I don't hear you saying anything. Going once. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. This message is for Dan LaFasta, Monica, Monica this morning. Yeah? It puts the lotion in the bastard. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it puts the lotion in the bastard. All right. I love it. And believe me, it seems like he needs some. Yeah? Or maybe some baby powder would be good. On his rectum. That would be good for little Dan LaFasta. So now you don't have to cry, Dan. Oh, boy. 
the two Dannys are going in different directions. Danny Marino, he's crying. He's pissed off, I bet, and fired up. And Danny Labastard, he's like a peeing in his pants. He's probably tapping all over himself. He's so happy now that Jimmy's stand. Please, Jimmy, please, pretty please. What do we have to say? He's staying, Danny. Oh, yeah, but are you sure? Are you positive? Are you sure? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, we're sure. Hank told us. Okay, Hank told the world. I'll tell you one thing. Hank Goldberg, sure, I mean, not that he needed to do that because everybody already knows how he's got the inside with all these people, but, boy, sure turned this town on his ass this morning right here on his show, by the way. How do you like that, Barry Jackass, on the anti-sports show here on this radio station? Then we had Hank Goldberg live from Las Vegas at 7.37 a.m. Vegas time. Which, again, I thank him profusely for straightening all of this out and getting the real information on here instead of just the rumor and innuendo and paranoia from our local media and some other people who easily get sucked in, not to mention any names. Nine minutes after 11 at 5.60 WQMD. The media is sick and needs help badly. Bills to cars and Monica's vagina. All right. She lets out a giggle when he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. But a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. Well, he don't know where a stogie goes. I can see how there was some confusion between humidor and humid whore. And then Arkansas, the term cedar box means saw her naked. Stars reportedly to go in blind. Get down on your hands and knees and lick my Now, listen, he was working hard. Late nights in the Overy office Working on a practical joke He took a Mac and noodle Put an exploding load in Poor Monica was blowing rings of smoke Bill cigars and Monica's vagina Holy oh, cow! She lets out a giggle Every time he makes it wiggle Monica is not the kind You can do in the behind Rectum. Put a cigar in her vagina She don't mind Okay Oh, people feel that Hillary's been Made a fool of by her husband Feel that Hillary was wronged up in the Lincoln bedroom, she was moaning, moaning. Al Gore was doing her with Bill's old bong. Bill cigars and Monica's vagina. She lets out a giggle. Every friggin' time he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. Oh. Her cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. Oh, candy is dandy. Yeah, does matter, it's faster. Oh, yeah. What you gotta do is take a tip of Rillo. And put it in a brick. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, now. Oh, 
Okay, 1116 at 560 WQM. That, by the way, is going on. I know there's uh, not too many people in this town interested in that. They sent an impeachment trial of your president, but that's not important anymore, is it? No. I didn't think so. Anyway, here's a fax that says the gang initiation memo about shooting the person who flashes their lights at them is a hoax. It's been an urban myth for about eight years on and off. So there you go. It's a hit and miss. Also, here's a fax from one of our chronic attorney faxers who says, I thought it was good of Peter to send you the fax from New Haven. Do you understand what that means, by the way? I don't get that. But at any rate, are you aware that Denise Potvin missed last night? Are you aware of that? Uh-huh. And is missing tonight due to the flu? Uh-huh. Rimmer said he's got the same thing Victor Kozlov had, that they must have had dinner together on the road or something together. Is that what Rimmer said? They must have had something together? Uh-huh. They must have eaten? Uh-huh. Finally, it says, wait till you see the Rimmer Randy I used to play at Madison Square Gardens. It was Whitney's goal number 12th combo tonight. You'll swear you're watching public access. It says, oh, my God. Are you saying that Rimmer and uh, Randy Moeller weren't great on it? My two good friends weren't great last night? They stunk. No, I heard that. Come on. It's going to be a big improvement over that Denise Pot band, that frog. We hope the frog gets better soon, don't we? No. We certainly hope it's nothing serious, like my, uh, you know, hot skin in my neck, which, uh, you know, I did take my Adelaide, by the way, Doc, just in case you're listening, and I'm not really too crazy about 154 over 95 for blood pressure, like early in the show, because I would like to stay alive. Yes, I do monitor these things very carefully, and even my doctor or anybody else, do I take their word for anything? No. No, I make sure I check out what's going on, just to be, uh, you know, on the safe side. Don't forget we got this Dateline guy's number to give out. Oh, that's right. We got the, the Dateline guy. Well, oh, the guy that wants a date. He's not on Dateline. He just would like a date, evidently, from uh, all you guys out there. This guy uh, is a new chronic, and, of course, these guys don't understand. They're pretty damn stupid. What's his phone number? 954. 954. This is a guy who evidently uh, is in a closet and keeps calling here, faggot, faggot, and with all kinds of stuff for me and George and anybody else he might talk to. So evidently he's a closet guy who's really afraid to come out but is desperately looking for companionship, probably of the male variety. What's his number? And he talks like this. Oh, he talks like this? Maybe he's got something in his mouth. 792. 954 792. 7597. But other than that, there's a few good people that work in those two newspapers. Tom Jekka, he's okay. Huh? I mean, once in a while, Tom is a pretty good guy. He's, like, uh, on our side sometimes. He's probably stupid! But other than that, he's okay. So the press conference, again, if you're tuning in, probably a lot of people gnashing their teeth and really pissed off. That's probably, oh, you know who that probably was? That probably was Peter, by the way. No, seriously. That must have been illiterate Peter the Faxer that called you from 954-792-7597. Maybe, or maybe he was looking for Peter, from the sound of it. Press conference at 12.30 or thereabouts. See, I have a feeling that what originally happened is that they, you know, he wanted, he was thinking about resigning. They set it up. He was going to have the thing at 11 o'clock this morning. That's what they alerted the media to. And then after he and Baldy uh, chatted this morning and they, uh, you know, got everything ironed out, they have to push it back a little because now he's got to change the whole deal. Instead of goodbye, he's going to say hello and hey, you love me? And if you don't, too bad because I'm not going anywhere. And put away the steel salami sandwich because I'm not getting on the bus. Here's a mobile in Miramar. Hello. Hey, good, uh, good morning. Good evening. Before I get to what I really wanted to talk about, when before you were you talking get to the about, good stuff, yes. Yeah, before I get to the important stuff, um, you said something about Dave Wonstadt. Could you elucidate what that He's going to be assistant head coach. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Right. Okay. Well, that's one but thing. I mean, I mean, it was you know widely rumored that they wanted him desperately, and he's coming. 
Okay, that's what I, I thought it might be that Jimmy was going to stay as general manager and Dave Wanstead might take over as head coach. No, I guess that's not. No. Okay, well, but Jimmy's on to other head coach and they're extending his contract. Oh, okay. Well, good job for you guys to get on the story. Great job for Hank. Yeah, for Hank especially. But anyway, what I wanted to talk about is how can the Senate save face at this point? I mean, I don't understand. They, they can't. They can't impeach him, or they'll lose in thousand for sure. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what do you what do they do at this point? I have no idea. You know, I mean, they're I have right the now. foggiest I would, idea. I would be. I'd love and to especially, be. Especially with Larry Flint wheeling his chair around and threatening these eight other right wing uh, Republicans. I mean, you got to know that they're like, <laughs> see, they're caught between a rock and a hard place because they're caught between the House, the fanatical House Republicans. You know, who who are like, uh, you know, the, the uh, Bob Bars, and of course they already got him, and Tom DeLays, and I think they're going to get him, and all these guys. They're caught between them and this buzzsaw of like them being the next one to be outed. Exactly. And the way I look at it. They're like, kind of like caught in the meat grinder. That's a bad expression to use in light of what happened a couple of days ago here, but they're kind of like caught in the uh, grinder. Exactly. But I, I mean, as, as far as the Democrats go, I don't see how they're going to lose in this situation. Yeah. And I'm Republican, but I'm a little bit embarrassed being one of them. It is point. embarrassing. You know, it's like I mean, it's obvious. I mean, you you can it's like it's like dog crap. You can you can put ketchup on it. You can doll it up. You can call it a different name. No matter what you do to it, it's still dog crap. And they're taking stuff. I mean, I, I don't care how many pages of information they have. Eighty million pages of information. The fact is that the public. We 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 saw Clinton. We we saw the. Uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, grand jury testimony. We saw that verbatim. Then they put the Paula Jones testimony on here. And each time they put this stuff on, there's a, oh, this is the stuff that's really going to turn the public opinion polls against them, and this is what's really going to be. And it never worked. And they just keep trying and trying and falling on their ass. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. They keep, they keep putting the same information out and, and trying to, I guess, trying to portray it in a different life, but right. the whole thing is... They keep putting something different a, on the dog crap, but you know something that's still a pile of crap. Right, nobody gives a shot about it at all. Crap. Right. right. But, but in closing, I have something for Jimmy. Yes, sir. He puts the hairspray in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah, we better do something about Jimmy's do, okay? He's going to be staying here, and everybody is uh, pretty excited about that. <laughs> he keeps calling, by the way. Who's that? The, the jackass? Man. The jackass from 792-7597. Well, maybe he's not getting enough calls uh, from people out there that want to have a date with him, okay? From this jackass. Pathetic. And, of course, you do know what happens after we give the number out, and that don't stop it. Then we move on like the guy that uh, who don't have the phone anymore. Open line in Dayton, one in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Real interesting to watch the way that the, the whole tone of this community has changed when they uh, got caught with their pantaloonies down. He's a quitter. I mean, I, all I heard this morning, basically, I did hear one or two uh, guys who must have been related. Maybe it was Dan Labaster doing a voice almost in tears. Please, Jimmy, don't do it. I'm upset. I'm sucking. But other than that, I mean, boy, the knives and the weapons came out. You can talk about fickle, two-faced uh, Labasters in this town. Man, they were ready to uh, just put up a big uh, cross there right in the middle of goddamn PP Park and, uh, you know, crucify the guy. Let's have a goddamn lynch mob. They're doing one up there in Washington with the president. Let's have a lynching here at Jimmy. And now Hank comes on here about 45 minutes ago and reveals the news that, guess what? He's not leaving, and they ironed out their problems, him and Baldy, and he's staying, and they extended the contract. They're bringing in Dave Wonstadt. And now it's like all of a sudden those people all vanished. They disappeared. They put on the vanishing cream like Raymond. They're all gone. Where are they? Does anybody know where they are? No. Vanished. No. Here's a mobile in North Miami. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. I'm wondering if I could get your uh, your opinion on something. Yes. Don't you think that all of the firings and the uh, quittings like Jordan and Jimmy Johnson yeah. are just manufactured 
uh, ploys by the media to get uh, interest in something that people just don't care about anymore, like the NBA? Who would have cared about it if Jordan wouldn't have quit? And the Dolphins, I mean, they're yeah, yeah, but, 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 but wait a minute. The, uh, Jordan quitting doesn't help the NBA at all. It makes it ten times, 100 times worse. Doesn't, it doesn't well, people make it... Ta- but, but people are talking about it. Yeah. And, I mean, and the Johnson thing, I mean, I was already, not that I really cared about the Dolphins anymore, but uh, I'm actually kind of interested in, like, in the same way that, uh, you know, you're interested in a car crash about yeah. the Dolphins now because they're, like, uh, they're like wounded. Yeah, uh, this, uh, this is not some kind of publicity stunt. I believe absolutely that he was going to resign or that he certainly intended until he talked to Wayne this morning. And now uh, whatever they discussed, he's, uh, you know, he's staying. Uh, but but you're but you're right. The media milks this stuff just like right now. I mean, you got to understand when you've got a 24-hour sports network or a 24-hour news network, it takes a lot of crap to fill up all that time. You got to have in, uh, nonstop. Crap. And believe me, they give it to them. Great. Well, thanks for your opinion, and uh, keep repeating that number over and over again. Thanks. Okay. Have a great day. <laughs> you're still having conversations with our retard out there, is that it? Oh yeah, because I hear some of it through the uh, window. And my suggestion is please don't say the f word. But anyway, hostile. So he about what? Any good Hostile about what? About uh, people calling him, I guess. Well, why is that? I mean, he's looking for some companionship. I mean, we sure don't want to talk to him. Maybe there are people in the audience that want to speak to this guy, who's obviously got some very serious uh, problems at 954-792-7597. That keeps calling here over and over again and spewing obscenities and the vulgarity. He's already activated the uh, call trace to the cops anyway. So. Good. Excellent. Well, that'll be good. Then he, so he better talk to a lot of you folks today, because after that, he might not be able to talk to anybody. See, it, it just always amazed me, having done this for about 500 years, just how uh, these people really butch up behind the anonymity of the telephone. They really butch up, and even the uh, most weaselly of pathetic individuals become real big macho guys behind the anonymity of that little thing in their hand, and the phone, too. That little dark thing in their hand. 26 after 11 at 560 WQAM. <laughs> Baby, you melt my jockey shorts. When you want to get wet on the internet, come bonanza. Lots of sex and beauty for perverts just like me. Face back, or let me crack my gum, bonanza. All right. Uncle Spooky and Dirty Dave have lots of things to see. Unbothered, bruising, tight, all my knees. Here's four girls and eight chicks come bonanza. It's the best bet on the internet for the more you want to see. From the from the 30 at 560 WQAM, Dan Labastian said, Please, Jimmy, reconsider. Please stay. And Jimmy said, Okay. And there you go. And about an hour from now, we'll be hearing a press conference right from Jimmy's lips into your ears. Well, I'd be really embarrassed, you know, if I were one of those big mouth assholes that were calling this radio station this morning. We had a couple of them on here, too, before Hank called in at about 1040. If I were one of those assholes, oh, he's gutless, he's spineless, he's a coward, he turned tail and ran, he's a piece of crap, and we knew before he came and just attacking his guy. See, it, it's always the way it is. Always. It's like in this business. You know, when they blow somebody out, after they leave, oh, they were always a piece of crap. It's like the Beezer. There's a good sports example for you. By the way, I hate to break the news to you, my good friend Jeff Rimmer and uh, Brian Murray and all you other um, finger pointers down there at the uh, Mac Arena. Maybe they're on their way to uh, Carolina right now. Who knows? They got that game tonight. Hate to break the news to you. John Bad Beesbrook got another shutout last night. Oh! That's four in a row for Philadelphia, in which he's played three and a half of them when Hexdale got hurt in that one game. Over 212 minutes uh, plus.
since Philadelphia is allowed a goal with a Beezer in the nets most of the way. But he was the reason the Panthers were bad last year, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. See, like I said, once somebody is gone or you think they're going to be gone, then you stick it to him. You just stick the shiv in there and you twist and you turn. He was a son of a bitch. He was no good. He was the reason for everybody else's problems because he's gone. That doesn't take any talent. But only in this case, now you got a little bit of a problem. Because now, guess what? Jimmy ain't leaving. Dan LeBasket's on Channel 6, but we can't get it. So, so meaning what? Why do I want to see Dan LeBasket? What's he going to do? He's puking and crying. Why, why do I want to see Dan LeBasket? I don't want to see that jackass. And what does he care about Jimmy so much? Jimmy's not Cuban. Here's, here's Miami Lakes. Hello. Here's a little different perspective. Yes, sir. I'm a Miami Dolphin hater and a yeah. Jimmy hater. So when I heard that he was leaving, I was upset. Yeah, I want him. have anybody to hate. I understand. I want him to stay here and suffer with those guys. They're not going anywhere <laughs> for another three years. Yeah. So I'm glad he's staying and the hell with him. Okay. And so. thank you so much. Well, at least the guy's being honest. He's entitled. He enjoys. He's one of those people that hates. Uh, he he loves hating Jimmy, and uh, that's the way it is. Just like this show. There are a lot of people that are foaming at the mouth of the idea that I might ever leave here, in spite of what they might tell you. They're full of crap. They would puke. Now, did we uh, get lunch, by the way, or is that like... Uh... I'm uh, working on it. They don't have a delivery person today. I'll tell you the details during the break. i got to find a runner. Well, when did you find that out? Recently. Oh, this is not good, by the way, what's on here. Uh-oh. As in real bad. But I did take that about, uh, hopefully it'll kick in one of these days. Bad idea, Dr. Mark, okay, is in 164 over 108. As in real, real bad. Real bad idea. Two open lines in Dade, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil, I had a chuckle. Yes, sir. I had to pass with you. Jimmy wasn't over saying that he needed to spend more time with his dad. He kept saying, I need Dave Wan's dad. Mm-hmm. Have a good day, Neil. Okay, thank you. Okay, there's the guy's grade A material. Thank you very much, sir. Open line in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in North Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil, what's up? How you doing, sir? Uh, Larry Flint's a big putt. Let me tell you why. How come he don't say nothing about no Democrats uh, cheating and all that? Because he's, part- much- because he's partisan. He already told you that. You've already, you've already, you've already got the Bob Bars and the uh, Ken Stars of the world doing that. How much do you think the White House is paying them? I don't think the White House is paying them anything. How much do you think they're paying them? Uh, I think they're either paying them or doing some kind of favors for them. Now, now, are they all, is he also making up the stuff about Bob Barr and Bob Livingston? Is he just making it up? Yeah, but what about all the Democrats doing No, no, thing? no. What about all the all the finger pointers? The Democrats aren't the ones who are the finger pointers and the hypocrites. It's all these good Republicans. You just, you just keep repeating the same thing over and over again like a stuck record because you're a silly partisan fool is what the problem is. You're a silly person. And no matter how many times I would repeat it, he'd keep repeating it. So is there any point on continuing? No. Of course not. I mean, I say, you know, both parties, generally speaking, suck. It's only the uh, the, the Democrats are the buffer party. They prevent us from the uh, right wing totally taking over. That's uh, what they are around for. Thank God for that. But they're both flushing our tax money down the uh, drain like it's coming, like uh, going through a toilet and have been doing it for years. But in the meantime, at least if you want to pre- preserve any minimal amount of freedom, you just have to hope that the right-wing lunatics don't uh, take control, which is exactly what they've been trying to do without even a bloodbath. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes. Um. You know, this morning I was listening to the show, and they had a lot of Jimmy bashers, you know. Right. And everybody... They were, they were ripping him a major... Ripping him off, yeah. and everybody was saying 
Um, Spurrier. In fact, I noticed Depot was ripping him pretty good there this morning, too, as a matter. Oh, yeah, well, I, I did catch a little bit of that. They're, they were talking about Spurrier coming down here, that bozo. Yeah. That dumb redneck. And all he's good for is probably offense. That yeah. Means what can he possibly bring to the Miami Dolphins? Yeah. But offense. And then what's going to happen Spurrier. to the He's defense? an asshole. Yeah, he's a dumb bozo. So I think for all those Jimmy Bashers, I'm happy that he stayed. Now they can they can die in their packs. Yeah, now they can stick it where the moon don't shine. Yeah. All right. Okay, thanks a lot, pal. Can beat that gator meat. Yeah, that's the perfect place up there in Gainesville for Steve Spurrier. That he fits in there like a rubber glove, just to keep him there, okay? I mean, we've already got enough, uh, you know, ill retardos running around this town without Steve Spurrier coming down here going, hoo, hoo, hoo. like, we got plenty of those already. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got a, I'm, I'm 19 years old and I watch a lot of football and I got this coming. I want to know if you have the same opinion I do. I used to look at Jimmy Johnson like a man who never quit. You know, he used to have this hardcore style of, I don't know, like defense, a hard man. He was a hard man, yeah. No, not a hard man, but you know what I mean. So you just said you said he was a hard man, which I'm don't know. No, I'm saying like, like a, a tough man. And now I see him like he's, I don't know how I'm going to put it, like now he quits. And now he comes no, back, he like he's stuffing up on us. But him. he did not quit. That you're, 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 but no, he's stuffing out on us. He had that mentality of quitting. He can't go now to a football player and tell him, no, you can't quit. No, no. You see what I'm saying? No, I don't. No, no, he can't, he can't get to any player and tell him, no, 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 it's time but, for but you. But no, the, the fact is he didn't quit. You know, there are a lot of people who have jobs, including yours truly, who have problems with their management or have falling out or what. And we don't know. We haven't heard from him yet whatever the reasons really might have been. And evidently, he met with the owner, uh, Baldy, over there, and they got it straightened out. And okay, now he's staying, but he didn't quit. And you're just assuming that because everybody put in the newspaper and a bunch of losers were on there ranting and raving this morning on a, on a, you know, on a talk show using their telephone as a weapon again, that uh, that makes him a loser. And believe me, I got no axe to grind one way or the other with Jimmy because, like I said before, he hasn't shown me a hell of a lot, but uh, what the hell do I care? Because I don't have any really vested interest, and I don't bet on the games. 22 till noon, let me tell you again, 12.30, press conference coming up. Hank will be on from Vegas from 2 to 6. He'll have all the inside, and again, spectacular job by Hank Goldberg. Let's give him the Employee of the Year Award for that, of the century, for being the only one who had any idea what he was talking about. Neil Rogers got new from the National Scientific Research Institute comes a product guaranteed to revolutionize the healthcare industry. The new and improved... I can't believe it's not an enema. And now, from the President's Council on Health, actor Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, this product will clean your pooper like nobody's business. Excuse me, sir. May I demonstrate? Who, me? Uh, well, I really don't... Shut up and bend over. Stop being a little girl. Whoa, hey, get that... Hey. Oh, that feels great. What an enema. It's not an enema. It's not an anima at all. It's new. I can't believe it's not an anima. That's right. The brand new I can't believe it's not an anima. Now with cutting edge leak proof technology. No mass, no fast, no duty on your shoes. Get yours today. Okay, we will. 742 at 560 WQM. Let's see. It says who knows what Jimmy's doing. Maybe he's a little busy like, uh, what? Like Barney? Oh, maybe he's taking a dump like Barney. Okay, not not too good. Tom over in Cape Coral. Nice try, but not too good. Anybody without a family member get dragged through the mud like Mr. Clinton is a hypocrite, says uh, whatever it is here. Anybody who would allow a family member get dragged through the mud like Mr. Clinton is a hypocrite. 
Which family member is getting drafted? What, what does that mean? Does anybody know? No. He's talking about Clinton's brother. That could be it, huh? Rogers? And maybe he's talking about Roger Clinton, because we all know about him. He's an asshole. He's got some problems. Okay, so we're getting some incoherent facts. They're crumbling now, okay, because they got had. They got caught with their pants down. Pressure's coming on a little bit, George. You see, the, the reason I need the food, like soon, like sometime in my lifetime, is because that would help tremendously. Plus, I'm glad I took the analyte. Bad move, Dr. Mark. Bad, bad idea. Life-threatening idea, okay? And thank God I brought this to work with me, by the way, George, and the pill also. I mean, when you start messing around with blood pressure medication and you start making assumptions, well, I might do this and only that, uh-uh, uh can't live my life that way. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Last time I called you was about eight years ago. I don't want wow. to be a chronic right Okay. I'll mark it down. <laughs> um, I just wanted to call because I heard that guy on earlier talking about the gang thing with the flash in the headlights. Yeah. It's bogus. Yeah, we've yeah, we got a couple of faxes, a couple of oh, calls. That cool. Are... Yeah, it's an urban legend. Ooh. It's been going around for like 20 years. Yeah. All right, well, I just want to call and tell you I love you. You know you. something, you can never, right. in this town, you can never be too sure. I know, tell me about it. In fact, maybe some gang members heard about it. Maybe they're, you know, maybe they're going to uh, pick up on it. You never know. Help Jimmy to go out and flash. Right, there you go. Be good. Have a great night. We have an open line in Dave, 5670560. Jimmy Johnson staying. Dave wants that, assistant head coach uh, for the Dolphins. Hank Goldberg broke the story an hour and uh, some minutes ago right here on this show. And all the local media, of course, picking it up from us. From us. How do you like that? Are they going to give us credit for it? No. no. Not any more than they give us credit for raising all that money for Center One or anything else we do. Just like every time Barry Jackass gets his information all wrong, which is every time he writes the first column and then listens to Hank and uh, straightens it out, pretending that he got it like from inside sources, but all he did was pick it up from Hank and Quotes chapter and verse. That's journalism in this town, boys and girls. I've been trying to tell you. I mean, some of you people think I exaggerate or I'm just trying to be funny. There is no journalism, uh, whatever they call it in this town. It's bogus. It's a joke. Got a bunch of putzes, a bunch of emotional cripples like Dan LeBastard, a bunch of little kids, a bunch of spiteful jackasses like Michael Holden Mayo. Wasn't bad enough that he got Dave Halberstam fired, but then he makes an all-out attack against uh, Jimmy Johnson. Nice going there, Mike. I told you he was a loser. Here's a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, hi, hi, how are you doing? I watch the show all the time. You I watch my show all the time? <laughs> Not well, I watch it on Whammy, actually. No, Whammy's history. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, both. Sorry. Anyway, I just want to comment on about the Jimmy Johnson, uh, Jimmy Johnson thing. Yeah. Uh, all these bastards that call in and bash them. I mean, how do they feel right now? I mean, I I, I can't understand. I that. don't hear any more of them calling. All of a sudden, I they know, stop. I know. They stop I mean, like I, somebody that like a freight train ran over him. I mean, he, I I think he's one of the greatest coaches ever. I mean, it's a blessing to have him here. I mean, nobody wants to come coach here, but I mean, hey, he's he's great. And uh, second thing about that urban legend thing about the car. Yeah. What it is now is a bunch of these uh, gang idiots are uh, doing it now because it happened in Hialeah about a week ago. They shot some lady um, on Northwest 122nd Street. Yeah, she was flashing it. Yeah, she was flashing her lights and they turned around and followed her and they shot her car up. And, uh, so there's a lesson for all you people out there. Don't flash it. I mean, whether it's a myth or not, just uh, don't flash it. Yeah, these idiots are in the life either. Okay, thanks a lot, pal. Right. Have a great day. We have an open line in date 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. They're flashing it. Here's a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Yeah, hey, what's up? This is Dave. Uh, about the Jimmy Johnson thing? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm glad he's gone. Jimmy Johnson. Hey, Dave, I hate, to br- I hate to break the news to you, Dave. He ain't leaving. Uh, he's out. He's going to stay. Yes. That's the final word. Are you listening to your radio? Well, I don't want to get too close because, you know, I, I, I work. You know, we don't get a radio. We're not that fortunate like Jimmy Johnson. If, if I had money like Jimmy Johnson, I wouldn't have to be working. Yeah. He's not leaving, though. Anyway, all I can say is... Let me say it again. They're extending his contract. Are you depressed about that? 
all I have to say is this year it's J-E-T-S, baby, all the way. Oh, okay, there you go. Another loser, another asshole, another Jets hole. Yeah, okay, whatever you say, pal. We're not interested in the Jets people. I'm not, this is not a sports show. I'm not interested in your childish juvenile. If you want to be childish, call up Dan LeBastard over to the Herald. Make a date with him, okay? But uh, don't bother me with that crap. Open line of date, one in Broward. The tune is really changing here. You know, it's very credible hearing Jet fans with their opinions on Jimmy Johnson. Do we care about them? No. Of course not. I don't care what the hell they think. It's but pointless. Like all those chronic regular Jet fans calling the morning show this morning. That was really sad. Who cares about what they think? They don't have any credibility. This is not a topic that they have any input on. Let them stick with their own uh, stuff up there. They got big, uh, the great fatso up there. Let them stick with him. Okay, he's doing a great job for him. But out. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Listen, I got a couple of comments. Uh, one is uh, I did make a radio mistake this morning, and I listened to the first team. Yeah. And I had, there was, I don't know, I go in and out of the truck. I'm a serviceman. But uh, some woman called up and said, I read the paper, and there's the end of life as I know it. Because Jimmy Johnson was at that time was reporting that he was going to resign. The end of life as she, she knows it. Yeah. <laughs> Holy! I had, to turn the, I had to turn the radio off after that. Uh. And uh, just one more thing about the uh, Senate trial. Wait, wait a minute. What? What's that? That's on our line. That's on the ISDN. Are we still on the air? By the way, what the hell was that? Are we on? <laughs> what's this obsession with hokies? Well, Buffalo has a football team, the greatest in the land. And everybody thinks they're great, because they really are. The Buffalo Bills are the number one. See what I mean? So just sing along. When you say Miami. When you say Buffalo. And here's that Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. They're the greatest team in the history of the human race. They're the Buffalo Bills. They're the greatest thing since sliced bread and canned beer. Yeah, there you go. And you, and you jazz up that redneck stuff. They listen to that banjo. Holy sweet God, listen to that. When you say Buffalo Bills, it don't sound so rednecky, do it? Everybody sing along now. Are you Bill fans? Here we go. Well, the Buffalo Bills are the best team. They have the best record over the last five years. And they went to the Super Bowl four times, which is more than I can say for this scum-sucking fish. And they're uh, the greatest, because I really like their uniforms. They sure as hell beat the heck out of having a fish on the helmet, because they're the Buffalo Bills. The best football team, what I ever seen in the history of my life. They are the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, the home of Jim Kelly, the greatest quarterback in the league. Yeah, everybody, the Buffalo Bills. They're the Buffalo Bills, and they've been around longer than the stinking rotten fish. Well, they're the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. What would you rather have as a pet, a buffalo or a fish? Or maybe Daniel Bastard, who could be a pet like on a leash, like a, like a little puppy dog. And probably would do a lot of that in the house, but you could probably pay for training. We have an open line of date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I like what Jimmy Johnson's done so far. Yeah. Jimmy's got a defense, a Jimmy Johnson defense. He has an offense lacking a quarterback. Well, lacking a quarterback? Yeah. 
Not lacking, not, not, not lacking a running back or wide receiver. No, no, you're not lacking a quarterback. Can I explain here? No, of course not. You think I'm going to? This first of all, this isn't a sports show. This is a special event in the community that transcends the ordinary stuff that we talk about. So naturally, we're going to spend a lot of time to create the press conference. But now, if you want to do the Marino bashing, do it on the other shows because I won't listen to it. It's beneath my dignity to sit here and listen to your crap. Okay, sir. And like I've said before, it's, this is this is just like the people who were calling in this morning bashing Jimmy Johnson, assuming that they knew what was going to happen. And now let's start bashing Dan Marino. Jimmy's going to stay now, so let's bash Dan Marino, who's only invested 16 years of his life in this town. Plus, besides playing the football, done a hell of a lot of great things for charity and is well-liked all over town by most people with a brain. But don't confuse people, okay? Don't waste your effort or your breath calling this show to knock Dan Marino. Yes, he's a statue. Yes, he can't run. And yes, he's no John Elway because he's immobile and got two bad knees. But still, without Dan Marino, the Dolphins' last 16 years would have been in the toilet. In addition to which, where's the where's the, recru- the the new quarter? Where's the backup, baby? Give me Craig Erickson. Is that <laughs> the, oh yeah, zip face? Forget it. Even the Mad Dog the other day was talking about Brian Greasy. There, how come they let him slip through their fingers? How come they haven't been like you know the, these people? It's like it's like like a mental illness. Like Dan Marino is going to play there forever. He's going to be like the George Blanda of the Dolphins. He's going to play till he's 110 years old. Guess what, sweetheart? It ain't going to happen. Well, let's blame him because he's a bad guy. Okay, I'm assuming we did all the uh, spots there, Joe? Yes. Okay. We had a little technical problem there. Zoltan's got lunch. Thank you very much. Thank you to Chuck and Easy over there across the street. We thank you profusely for a little bit of lunch, which will also make that blood pressure come down a little bit more. Bad idea, Dr. Marks, giving that Adelite a real, real bad idea. A dangerous idea that, quite frankly, I'm just a psychotic about. And guess what? My face is still flushed, and I still got that uh, whatever it is, and it ain't any different than it was yesterday or the day before, or we could go circus. Yeah, just cut that out. When it down, cut it out. I might change it about ten points. Bada beep, bada boop, bada Everybody, you know, it's amazing how cavalier everybody else can be when it's your health that's at stake. That, that's the thing that's astonishing me. Ah, it's a little bit of nothing. It's not this. It's not that. And, uh, yeah, quit taking that. It's a vasodilator, and uh, the moon is on Uranus, and stick it in here ah, and have a great life, you know. In the meantime, I'm sitting here not having taken the one that I had this morning and watching my blood pressure go up and up and up and up, to which point I finally took it. And, of course, it takes about an hour to kick in. Thank God I took it when I did take it. Otherwise, I'm going to be sitting here going, Boy! Like that, with, with the, like this. I could be doing my Larry Flint imitation. Yeah, I don't, I don't drool as much, though. Not yet. Sometimes it might look like drool. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Yeah, Neil, I was the one who happened to mention that we got disconnected about the woman who said the end of life as she knows. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. That was right at the moment that we got cut off the air and lost our line, and probably Bell South was sabotaging us again. <laughs> now, I'm serious. I'm serious. This, this show gets cut off more than all the other shows put together on this radio station. We have this ISDN line, which should be there. There should be no problem with it, and almost every day we get uh, diddled around with here. Sabotage. For sure, I know. My other point I wanted to make was, as far as this thing going on with the president and the, and the Senate. Yes, sir. Uh, I think a lot of it, is, like you said, is, is a definite conspiracy. It's way too obvious that it isn't. And secondly, I do believe that most of the old men wish they had a 24-year-old uh, humidor. All right. Amen. Thank you, Neil. You bet. Take care. Yeah, those right-wingers are jealous because the guys like Bob Barr, they're, you know, he's got some old bag that he's banging. Newt Gingrich, you see that? Oh, God, that new wife of his? Woo, heavy duty. And I mean, she makes Linda Tripp Trip look like a woman. That's how hot she is. Anyway, better do this. The Neil Rogers Show, now on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. There's Hank. Uh, pot it up again, would you please, because Hank is on it right now. Number now. 
what is, what is that? 207. See, now we're finding out that George is watching some other... Their relationship, you're saying, has improved, or at least Jimmy Johnson is concerned about yeah, the relationship. And what about the possibility, the strong about. possibility, of Dan Marino getting that extension to remain the quarterback? How's that going to sit with Jimmy? I think things were a little icy between them at some time during the season, but Jimmy was very effusive in uh, the way he praised Dan's play three of the last four weeks of the season going into the Denver game. He felt that, that Dan had played the best that he had since Jimmy had been there and, and talking with Dan myself about him like a month before the season ended, he, he said to me that he felt better than he had in a long time, and I think a lot of that came from their efforts to run the football and the way they protected Dan. Uh, and, I, and I think that they had been talking, I know they had been talking about extending Dan's contract, which would accomplish two things, help him cap-wise, where they already have about $4 million going into the offseason, and keep Dan around for another couple of years. All right, how about the addition of Dave Wanstad? Now, Dave Wanstad, of course, uh, and Jimmy Johnson, close friends. A lot of folks that Dave Wans thought Dave Wanstad deserved maybe a little more time in Chicago. He had a lot of time, but it looked like he was finally starting to turn things around. Injuries helped sidetrack that, and immediately he is swooped up uh, in Miami. What is his role going to be specifically, and is this uh, Johnson flexing his own, uh, his own muscles with, with power? I don't think so. I think Dave's not the power part of it. Uh, Dave's role will be assistant head coach George Hill. Is a defensive coordinator, did a great job. They had the number one defense in points allowed, I think, during the regular season, and, uh, and they have a terrific young defensive team. And George is 64 years old, but I know he's going to come back and coach again next year. I think uh, Jimmy has always been comfortable with, with a confidant, somebody who's close to him. Dave certainly has been. When Dave first uh, was, uh, knew he was going to be fired in Chicago, Jimmy advised him that perhaps since he's going to get two years of two million four hundred thousand dollars, that's a million two a year, that perhaps he might want to take a year off and spend time with his family and just sit back and sift through some offers. I know one of the offers that he had was to be George Seifert's defensive coordinator in Carolina. I think Dave uh, might be inclined to to use this to regroup for himself, and I think he'll be a head coach again in the league. Maybe he'll even succeed Jimmy in Miami. Jimmy has one year left on his contract. There's a possibility that Jimmy could step up as general manager, but that's just speculation on my part. I don't know that for sure. Now, Hank, we've got some numbers here as far as uh, Jimmy's fourth year in the past. Uh, he was very successful in Dallas in his fourth year, winning the first of two Super Bowls. And uh, what about his fourth year in Miami? Of course, uh, the expectations have been high. He has not yet made those expectations. Hank, is this a make-or-break year for Jimmy Johnson? Well, I think it's a make-year for Jimmy in his own mind. And that, remember last year, too, he disappeared for about a month after losing to uh, Indianapolis 41 to nothing on the road, and then they played those two games against the Patriots, and they finished the season poorly. And remember, they gave up 76 points in their last two road games this year, the last game against Atlanta and, and that game up in Denver last week. So I'm sure he's a little sour that way. But uh, despite that, he likes his defense very much. He went into Denver with several injuries. Jason Taylor, his best pass rusher, and... Tim Bowens is best run stopper. They'll be back next year. They have to make a decision on Richmond Webb, who is uh, uh, his contract is up. He's a free agent this year. They're all pro, pro left tackle. But Jimmy told me a couple of weeks ago that this offseason will be totally devoted to building the offense. He feels that that defense is young, it's quick, it's going to improve. He has outstanding uh, young cornerbacks. He liked his two defensive line picks and Lorenzo Bromel and Kenny Mixon. So. 
Uh, it'll all be offense this year. Big play receiver, big running back, another mean lineman. Hank Goldberg, we thank you so much for Las Vegas to uh, work the Tyson fight. Can you bring it back a T-shirt? <laughs> Tyson T-shirt or a broken one? <laughs> well, either one. Whichever one's cheaper. All right, a press okay, conference that's coming up at 12. Okay, We're coming up at a press conference. That was Hank on ESPN News. Great job, Hummer. Uh, uh, Hammer. I'll tell you one thing. Hank put himself on the map big time. He already was, but, I mean, uh, so far heads and shoulders about all these other twerps that sit around, bat, 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 you know, and just talk through their ass without talking to the people involved who really don't know what they're talking about. Hank knows them all, baby. When he That's why when he came on there and said that, was there any doubt in my mind? No. No chance. So come up in 27 minutes or thereabouts, give or take uh, who knows God only what, Jimmy Johnson's press conference, at which he will now TV stand. Two open lines a day, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. And like I predicted, the tone and the, the sound of the audience has changed dramatically from what it was just a short time ago and most of the morning what, what, from what I heard. The assassins have withdrawn their spears, and most of them have retreated to the back of the building. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. A uh, couple of things. First, I want to—I told George I want to thank you both for that great CDs and tapes this year. Yes, I sir. I know it took a lot of work on your part. Yes, it did. Uh, second, um, regarding the Jimmy Johnson, mm -hmm. I uh, live close to him down the Keys, a couple of streets over, and I've seen some of the things like you said, said that he has done to help underprivileged philanthropy and so on and so forth. Jimmy Johnson, not like other people, if you go up and ask Jimmy, even if he comes in the marina on his boat, and you say, Coach, can I have your autograph? Mm -hmm. No problem. I've never seen him say no to anybody. And I've seen some of the real biggies that will just sit there and just push you aside, you know? And uh, if he was going to leave, I'd say the major reason was knowing him, because I, I see him around, I've talked to him occasionally, uh, it was family reasons. You know, his dad. He wants to be near his dad a little bit more time, and I think that's probably what they've worked out. It wasn't money. It wasn't anything else. It was basically, I think he needs more time to be with his dad because he misses not being with his mom as much yeah. when she passed away. And his dad has cancer and is undergoing yeah. chemotherapy. And that's it. And he wants to spend more time with his family. Yeah. And he is. I mean, I, I'm sure that that's got to be a part of it, maybe the biggest part of it. Who knows? I mean, certainly, uh, you know, he's entitled to have a chance to speak his mind in about a half an hour. But to listen to the, these people this morning coming out of the woodwork like a bunch of termites, it was unbelievable. I'm driving in here, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, all of a sudden, they turn on this guy like a, like a cornered rat. Yeah, and there's no reason to, because he did not come to Miami for money. You know, I mean, it wasn't a money situation. Right. You know, it, uh, he came because they were offering him X amount of now, million he dollars. he's still been sitting in the studio at Fox with his, uh, you know, in that cropped hair, yeah. making all the money he wanted. and making a lot more. Right. So, anyway, that's it. Thank okay, thanks again. a lot. Bye. Okay, there you go. All you assassins out there, all you uh, maniacs, and, and that, that, I'm so glad that that happened the way it did, that these people all got caught with their pants down. It, it's just beautiful because it shows you the true nature of the people in this town, of the so-called sports fans, of the people in general. Talk about two-faced and backstabbing and, I mean, turning like on a dime. They can all of a sudden do this uh, incredible turnaround. Well, he sucked anyway. With, like, like, for example, if they announced tomorrow, which, of course, it could never happen, but if they announced tomorrow that the Panthers were, and by the way, thank God for Sean uh, Burke for you Panther fans last night. If he wouldn't have played great, the Leafs would have won about 7 nothing last night. He's the only thing that's kept those Panthers in game after game for the last two or three weeks, and you guys better kiss him on the ass. But if it was going to be announced, let's say he was playing lousy, and it was announced that he's being traded to Flyers for John Van Beesbrook, then all these people would have said, oh, we don't like the way he left here, he's an asshole. They would have said, oh, man, he's been playing great. Thank God we're getting the Beezer back. Beezer, Beezer. It's, it's just, there's no credibility there. No credibility whatsoever.
And then, of course, when you come back to what I always say, which is that most of them don't know what they're talking about anyway, that, that explains a lot of it. Look at that phone now all of a sudden, baby. They're departing like flies on a <laughs> file. Open line in Broward, all three in Dade. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Mobile One line. Lots of lines. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hey, Leo. Yes, sir. Good afternoon, sir. Buenos to you. I was at the game last night. I was very disappointed. About what? I was very disappointed about the score. Uh, I thought the Maple Leafs played a terrific game. They up played two the great period. periods and they ran out of steam. Yes, they did. They 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 didn't uh, play very good in their own zone in the third. In period. fact, I thought that we were very lucky to wind up with a tie. I mean, uh, in late late in the third and early in that overtime, uh, it was a miracle that the Leafs pull out the tie. Did you get to enjoy the game, Neil? I enjoyed it tremendously, and the people with the little babies stayed home. Thank uh, God, bless them. Thank them very much. And uh, I enjoyed it very much. Saw the whole game. Didn't have people running around in front of me, holding up their little kids. It was great. It's, yeah, it is. Oh, we, still, we still can't see the goal light down there on the shoot twice end, you know, down there at the, uh, to my right. The people, all the people that sit on the east side stands in the uh, Macarena still can't see the goal light. And let me say it again. I'll keep saying it all year long. Until they fix that, it tells me this is such a Bush League organization. They don't care about the fans. They don't give a crap about the people that spend all that money to put in Wayne's pocket. I was sitting right behind the goal, actually, uh, last night, Neil, and uh, if I'm correct, I don't even think that goal light that I was sitting behind even works. Does it? How do you like that? So that That's a real big league operation. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the Macarena is, uh, well, how much money did they spend on that 200 thing? Million. 200 million. Of public money. A, you can't even get a goal light to work. Yeah. I, I, you know, I volunteered way back in early in the season. I offered. I said, if we want to get some real goal lights in there, like they have at Maple Leaf Gardens or any real arena, I'll foot the bill. How much could it cost? You know, a few hundred bucks. It's, it's, it's unbelievable, unbelievable. But hopefully, the Maple Leafs will rebound. They've been playing. Well, well why do you sound so sad for crying out loud? They they pulled the game out of their ass in Tampa the night before. They got 51 points. They're kicking serious ass. Uh, they they look great last night for two periods. Uh, too many games in too short of a period of time, and then the back-to-back games on the road. Yeah, they will run out of steam when that happens to you. They'll they'll take care of Buffalo. We'll be just fine. They'll take care of their own business. Okay. Here, though. Take care of yourself. Anyway. Have a great day. Mike Johnson is gone. Boy, am I gagging. <clears throat> from trying to eat food while I'm doing a show, trying to get my blood pressure down, trying to save my life from a bunch of crazy people. No, yeah, just, you know, stop taking the pill, you know. Oh, God. And here my doctor was at the game last night. Looks at my neck. Oh, yeah, that is interesting. That wasn't there when I saw it. That is interesting. And I, I said, what does that mean, interesting? Oh, it could be a whole bunch of things, but don't worry, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And then he feels my neck. Oh, yeah, it is hot. It's warm. Your head, your face. Yeah, and it is again today, Doc. And, well, don't worry, you'll be fine. Just remember, folks, I'll be fine. You believe it? No. I'll be fine. Anybody have a heart or a liver? the bars at the county jail. Old G was there and he began to wail. So Yadlinich was there because he drank too much. And Tyson was looking for something to touch of those jocks. Look at all the jailhouse jocks. Oh! Everybody was grabbing their socks. Getting ready for the jailhouse jocks. Mr. Fitzpatrick wasn't looking so well. Saying that his marriage was a living hell. Cocked in the corner with his burrito. He said the Taco Bell is the way to go. Those jocks. Look at all the jailhouse jocks. All right. Everybody was grabbing their socks. Smiling at the jailhouse jocks. 
Hey, you with the jailhouse jock. Watching them bust up rock. Look at them sniffing their chalk. Everyone's checking their clock. Everybody has had hard knocks, including those jailhouse jocks. 1213 and 560 W2M, all the day lines are open, by the way, all three, which is astonishing to me. But it's obvious, like I said, the, the, the millions of assassins, they're the ones who fill up the lines, like I heard this morning. They come out of the woodwork. As soon as I sat down here this morning and started talking about this, there were 8 billion of them on there. But now they, they, they don't know what to scream or eat your banana. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line, about 16 minutes away from 1230 when the press conference is scheduled to begin. We'll have it for you. And then I can finish my lunch in peace. Here's a lady mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I want to know why y'all was dishing Jimmy. What kind of a phony accent is that? That ain't no phony accent. Yeah. Why you always want to dish Jimmy? Well, what are you talking about? You're talking to me? Yeah, anybody that's successful in the world today, you are. Are you, listen, to... are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm talking about the callers ripping him in ass, and I'm, I'm uh, ripping him? What are you talking about? It is. If it's Mike Tyson, you're going to put him down because he's black. Oh, yeah, yeah because he's black, right. Not because he raped anybody or bit a guy's ear off, because he's black, right. Blow it out your ass, bitch. We have an open line at Dade 1 in uh, Broward. 56705. Oh, by the way, learn to speak somewhere. Will you please go learn to speak English? Would be good. Here's Boca. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Why you always be dishing, Jimmy? Yeah, wasn't that great? <laughs> I'm dishing some lunch up right now in my puss. How is it? It's delicious. All right. Atkins lunch. Um, Which hopefully will bring my blood pressure down from 900 over 800. Thanks a lot, Dr. Mark. You're a genius, baby. You know, you want a red light down at the arena there for the goals, but, uh, you know, those guys got a mortgage to pay down there. Yeah, you're right. That's what uh, Mr. Bowtie said. In fact, you know something? Lately, every time I see him, I don't see the bowtie anymore. Maybe they had a pawn his collection of bowties. I think he probably had to sell off a few of them to make last month's payment. Mm hmm. Probably. Or maybe they're uh, raising the money to see if they can get Pavel Boring. I tell you what, this. This Jimmy thing, man, everybody has a story. Everybody thinks they know what's going but on. But isn't it amazing how all these people got caught with their pants down, opened up a big mouth. I'm coming in this morning, and all these experts, both on the air and the callers, and they're, they're talking up a storm like they know something. Hank calls in here 20 to 11 and just unmasks all of them and makes them all look like a pile of crap. You'd think they'd have learned, you know, time and time again, Hank's done this to him. Right. All, the, all the people in the newspapers, because, all the media. Because Hank knows all the principles involved, and he gets his information directly from those people, and doesn't just sit and read some stupid thing that uh, some irresponsible jackass wrote in the newspaper. I mean, they'd be better off just to wait for Hank to give his report and then write it the next day. Yeah. I mean, at least it would be, you yeah, know... That, that doesn't kill enough good airtime. At least it would be accurate. Right. <laughs> Okay, now, now, you're, now you're nitpicking. Keep your feet on the ground. Keep your head in the clouds. All right. Uh, we have an open line at Broward. Five, seven, how are you always dishing them? Uh, Jimmy Johnson. I, did, I didn't know Jimmy Johnson was black. Did you? Did you know that? No. Well, what does that got to do with Mike Tyson? What would what, she be talking about? Does anybody out there know? No. All bent out of shape. I think it was that Mike Tyson thing that got her psychotic. He's a scumbag, okay? A scumbag. A convicted rapist and a piece of crap. And a lot of idiots are going to go out there, a lot of morons, and pay 50 bucks to watch him beat up some bum this Saturday out there at the MGM Grand. And it's pathetic. And all, all I can tell you, ma'am, all I can tell you, and I know it for a fact, is... That's the American fucking way. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Hello? Yes, sir. Oh, uh, Mr. Rogers. Yes, I am. Um, I have a problem like you have with the blood pressure, and I had seven bypasses on my heart in 96, oh. before 96. Uh-huh. 
and was put on blood pressure medicine. I've been yeah. able to take myself off of that due to Atkins and garlic. Yeah. Taking fresh garlic in the morning, mm -hmm. like maybe a clove of it, and chop it up with eggs. Yeah. And it lowers that blood pressure, that dystolic in, in the 70s. Mm -hmm. When I go off Atkins, trouble. It shoots right up. So I just wanted to let you know. And I enjoy your uh, show very much. Thank okay, you. thanks a lot. My best advice, though, is don't stop taking any prescription medication without uh, using your brain, okay? Even if your doctor tells you to do it. Just uh, get a second opinion, like George says. One of the worst moves I've ever made. Thank God I got enough of a brain to bring my little blood pressure thing in here this morning and that Adelaide pill just in case. Because I said to myself, what if I go in there? Because when you're working, obviously, your pressure is going to go up. And I've been taking this particular medication along with one other one for like two years and doing very well on it. And what if I go in there and don't take it, and then suddenly my pressure goes skyrocketing, which it was, and I don't have anything. Of course, I wouldn't have known anyway. Yeah, another stroke of genius. Nice going, Neil. I think George may have the best idea about this whole thing. You know what I'm saying? I get a second opinion. Here's uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Hello. How you doing? Okay, sir. It's uh, tough being a Dolphin fan up here because you got to rely on some secondhand uh, information. But well, down here they rely on tenthand information. Well, Joe Hank called in. That's true. Well, I'm glad to hear Hammer and Hank's uh, report. Just, just curious. I, I mean, I mean, just to add a, another note. That, I, I mean, I personally think if Jimmy left, we'd be maybe not in a shambles, but it'd be very tough to recover from that. Uh, I think we're moving forward, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I, that would be the worst thing for the team at this point. But my question being, I keep hearing, I, I search the internet, I keep hearing we need a big receiver, which I know we do, a big running back, and we need help along the offensive line. But the the thing is, how are we going to do this? Is he going to go out and get a big name free agent receiver? I mean, I don't see too many. Big I, I think I think Shula said it best. We need some help. Okay, call one of the sports shows. Call up Hank and talk about that. Okay, I don't talk sports. We have an open line in day one in Brazil. See, you see the problem with this? There are, two, there are two different aspects. It's a major news story in town, which is why I'm talking about it and why we certainly are carrying the press conference. But on the other hand, the, the people that want to discuss all the, interest, the sports intricacies do it someplace else. I don't do it and have no interest. Here's Miami. Hello. Uh, how you doing, Neil? Okay, I'm sir? Uh, I've been listening to you since you started in QM, so I got to listen to your um, Roman Catholic, uh, you know, the talks. And the other day I was in my house. My Roman Catholic talk? Yeah, you know, the, the talk about no the church. In, in the church. Right. Thank you. That's what I wanted you to play. There's and they, they showed this movie called Judgment. There's no facts in, in the church. Mm -hmm. They showed this movie called Judgment. I don't know if you heard of it. No. It's about the, the Frank, um, the Father Franco Bay story. And I thought, Frank, uh, Father Franco Gay? Yeah. I, the whole story, you know, and then this kid at the end, he gets at the, you know, he gets on, on trial. And he In the end? Yeah, he confesses, you know, mm -hmm. about the end. You know, and then it says that he's still Back serving. Home. Yep, he's, they say that he's still serving time. So, I, I you know, I just call you to see maybe you want to check that movie out. Judgment. Yeah, it's called Judgment. Is it like uh, on video? Is it on TV? Is it? I, I don't know. I saw it on HBO. Okay. All right. I'll check it out. Okay. Thank Thanks you. a lot. And don't forget, pal. There's no facts in, in the church. Yeah, and of course, you know, you see a bunch of guys running around in dress with a silly little beanie on. I mean, that's uh, probably, you know, that's the way it ought to be, right? <laughs> yeah. Open line of date, five, six, and of course, if you had any questions about, you know, life or about marriage or about uh, anything in general, I'd go see a guy in a dress every time. <laughs> five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound. What are you laughing about? That makes sounds like a na perfectly natural thing to me. Guess we better do a break. You know what I'm going to do, Joe? Not that you care. I'm just telling you right up front. Let's do this uh, spot from the next break because that break's going to disappear. You know what I'm saying? The one that's written in there? And then the rest of the break? Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Go it's it. okay. Okay. Is it okay? Okay. Okay.
I feel like Dennis James. Is Dennis James dead, by the way? Yes, Dennis James is dead. I like Dennis James. You know, there was a, all the people I like, they're all dead. The people I can't stand, like Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, see, there you go again. Why you be dishing? Yeah, I'm dishing uh, Whoopi, which is uh, not as good as making Whoopi, but right up there. There's no fact in, in the church. Started out a regular guy who joined the rectory and made the ultimate sacrifice, embracing celebrity. Father O'Toole. All right. Amen. Father O'Toole. Uh -huh. Father O'Toole. As time went by, his earthly means. Compromise his choice. He found a way to get relief by altering young boys. Father O'Toole. Amen. Father O'Toole. Father O'Toole. He was happy and gay till he got caught by some tattletale. Then the Vatican paid everyone off and he didn't have to go to jail. Father O'Toole, amen. Father O'Toole, they sent him to a priest retreat where they genuflect and pray. If it was you or it was me, they'd lock us up and throw the keys away. Father O'Toole, amen. Father O'Toole, amen. How do we be saying that stuff when we don't be on the shadow of a doubt that? There's no fact in, in the church. Club 28, we're coming up real close on it, baby. We're like right on the old Rectum. of this press conference with Jimmy Johnson coming up any second. Why are you holding that out there? I mean, I'm watching ESPN News right now, and they got rehashing more Michael Jordan. What is it? I'm just pretending. Oh, it's just a prop. George is holding up a prop. Oh, it's the phone? It looked like a prop. Here's Tamarack. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. Listen, I was wondering what your take is on this DMBS concerning uh, the Pavel Foray. I, I have I'm, no I, take. I mean, before, again, the papers, which are totally incorrect about everything else, they said this morning, uh, you know, that maybe it looks like we're going to get him. And when we had to get some news about it, I'll tell you. Yeah, that sounded like the guy with the eyes. You're right. Here's Weston. Hello. Hey, Neil. What's yes, up? Yes, sir. Um, about Jimmy Johnson, they were saying one guy in Weston, or excuse me, guy in uh, Key West was saying that. Uh, or Weston, whatever, send him. <laughs> he was saying that it sounds like um, the reason that Jimmy Johnson would have left if he had left at all was, uh, was because of the family. But uh, I'm not so sure that that's accurate. I'm thinking um, well, with all the time that he has in the off season to yeah. be with his family, it, uh, that doesn't really go well with me. What do you think? I, I think it may be part of it, you know, but uh, there's a lot more to it than that. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a lot more to that. But you know what I think? I think we'll wait and see what he has to say and see if it's credible or not, if it sounds like it makes sense. Yeah, I think we all need to be a little patient around here, don't you I'm, think? Unlike those uh, people with a big mouth in the morning, all these callers calling in who are ready to uh, put them up on a cross and let's uh, you know burn the setting on fire. Amen, Neil. Take okay, care. have a great day. Bye.
Okay, it's 1230. Uh, let's, let's see what this uh, guy is so saying. Hours in, okay. in around Davie, Florida, to say the least. Jimmy Johnson, a frustrating end of his season as he got his banged-up Dolphins to the postseason, humiliated 38-3 to at the hands of the Broncos. Reports yeah. everywhere said that Johnson would resign today in 11 a.m. Eastern uh -huh. press conference. Mm -hmm. Well, Johnson had an early meeting this morning yeah, with the team Wayne yeah. Heisinger on, and Dan call. Marino, and apparently that is not the case. There you see Heisinger earlier this morning oh, coming God. back... Uh, Pronto oh, on the winter baseball game in San Diego. Jimmy Gibbons around. And uh, there's going to be a quarter of a million dollars. Oh, my God. Jimmy Johnson has a change of heart, and he will not resign as head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, according to our own he Hank Goldberg. He will stick around. Our own Hank credit. Goldberg okay. broke the there story you earlier. You're joining oh, did you hear that? News. Was that a talk-up or what? In trying to evaluate what was going on in Jimmy's head, I know there were a lot of things during the season that were bothering him. He's been troubled by the fact that coaching changed so much just in a couple of years that he was out and that uh, it's difficult to deal with players, uh, particularly the higher paid ones, in terms of their responsiveness. And uh, the second thing that bothered him was uh, at Black Monday when five coaches were fired and he felt that was unjust and it cast some negative feelings on the profession and his mind. And the third thing was that he was not at all happy with the media in the way that they treated a lot of the stories this year, particularly the week that Dan Marino threw for his 400th touchdown pass, and Jimmy didn't give him uh, a lot of platitudes in his post-game press conference, which the local press made a lot of, and the talk shows as well. And I know I went in to do Jimmy's radio show that week, and he was very concerned about that. He said to me, he said, what am I supposed to do about this? You know, I'm, if I say something, they get me. If I don't, they get me. So I think that was bothering him, too. Well, the number four has been very significant in Jimmy Johnson's coaching career. Back at Miami, he threatened to walk. He stuck around. In his fourth year, he won a national championship. In his fourth year at the Dallas Cowboys, he won the first of two Super Bowl championships. Now the task ahead is to try to get it done with the Miami Dolphins in this, his fourth year, that will be coming up here. Meanwhile, another surprise announcement happens this morning in uh, Davie, Florida. Dave Wanstatt, Jimmy Johnson's former assistant with the Dallas Cowboys, who of course was fired by the Chicago Bears on Black Monday a couple weeks back, has been hired as the Miami Dolphins' assistant head coach under oh, yeah. Jimmy Johnson. Word has it then when the day does approach that Jimmy Johnson steps down as head coach, Dave Wanstatt would then assume the title of head coach of the Miami Dolphins. All right. Back to Mike Greenberg now on ESPN News. Okay, get off of there. Okay, so in other words, they're still uh, they're padding for time. Okay. So there, and, and that was beautiful. Just like I said, give Hank some credit, and he gave Hank some credit. As soon as Hank said, "Hey, stupid," then this guy butched up a little bit. So we're still waiting for Jimmy. Okay, over there in Davie, Florida, and we have our people standing by. It's really kind of sad that I'm sitting here. With, do they have any idea? I mean, is, is uh, Jimmy there? Are there bodies there? No, Are, no. He's not there yet. A couple more minutes. Well, a couple of minutes, what, is he going to fall through the ceiling in a couple of minutes? Is he going to, like, spontaneously appear, like spontaneous generation? I think he's a little... the ground. He's what? He's going to bust through the sod. Yeah. Like like an apparition? Like the Virgin Mary at Rosa Lopez's house? That was yesterday. This is today. Remember that movie? Okay, maybe we can squeeze in another call or two here, because it's any moment now. It's right, we're right on the edge. Are you getting excited about it? No. Here's the mobile in Palm Beach. Hello. Yeah, hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, this has got all the earmarks of a Phil Hendry skit. Yeah. Who's going to be the next head coach? Brian Cox? Wouldn't it be something if we had Phil Hendry on the phone doing Jimmy's voice? That would really be well, I'm, I'm waiting for Brian Cox to come in and say, suck my dick. Yeah. 
Is he going to be that coach? Him and watch that? Funny you should mention that because I think I just saw his post on the screen. Who? Brian Cox. Brian Cox. He was saying Suck my dick. something like that. Number 51, head coach, new head coach in Miami. Dolphins. Brian, Brian and uh, Eddie Jovanovsky, the only two jocks I know who wear their IQ on their uniform. But anyway, so they're still padding for time, and thank God they got more of that Michael Jackson stuff. See, they knew he, I, but I say Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, same complexion, you know. At least Michael Jordan's got a better haircut and a better nose. Where are we going? Here's a um, mobile in Kendall. Hello. Hey. hey yes, yeah, sir. How's it going? Great. Listen, uh, two things. One, I am going to see the Mike Tyson fight, but it's because I'm not paying for it. I got that illegal box. Okay. And the ordinarily, I ordinarily on the air, you know, I always have to say that uh, the hell with the illegal box, and it's a very evil thing. But in this case, it's justifiable. Yeah. And the second thing is, I was driving down a Palmetto. I saw a car with a big dent on the side, and it says with a bumper sticker, "Jesus watches over me." I saw he must have blinked. Oi! Yeah. How'd it go, Neil? Well, he doesn't always do a good job. You know, he's busy doing a lot of other stuff. We have two open. I like, uh, you know, with these football games, like I've always told you. you. What is that? Welcome. A great addition uh, to our coaching staff. Uh, Someone that I have known for a long, long time. Uh, Somebody that's going to help us take that next step. And that's Dave Wanstead. Dave, uh... Dave and I coached together at various places at University of Pittsburgh, at Oklahoma State, University of Miami, Dallas Cowboys. And uh, he comes in as my assistant head coach. And when I say assistant head coach, I don't mean like they have on a lot of staffs, a token assistant head coach. He is truly the assistant head coach in that and whenever – Maybe I'm not in Mobile, like at the Senior Bowl next week. I'll be there for a few days. If I'm not there the whole week, he will take the role as the head coach when I'm not there. Same thing whether it be our meetings here or at Indianapolis, on and on. Uh, Going back three years ago, uh, I made a statement that I was going to do everything in my power to bring a championship to the Miami Dolphins in three years. I can honestly say that I gave everything that I had, a total commitment, to make this team the very best that it could be. Although I'm disappointed that we didn't win a championship, I am encouraged that we are very, very close. I really believe that that would allow us to win a couple more games during the regular season, which would allow us to have a buy in the playoffs, which would allow us uh, to be able to be at home for the playoffs and have success. So I think we're really close. A month ago, uh, I started a, a very trying period. Uh, my mother passed away, and um, we went through some times where in all honesty, it opened up my eyes as far as me realizing that I needed to spend some time with people that I care about. Uh, as you all know, coaching is not a nine to five job. We go through seven or eight months of 15 hour days. And I went through that for about, uh, 34 years in my early days at, uh, cost me spending time with my two sons, 
It cost me a marriage. And I could see some of these same things happening. And like I said, when Mother died, I realized that I really needed to spend some time with people that I cared about. Rhonda Rookmaker and myself, we plan on getting married. Uh, I wanted to spend time with her. And so looking at all this, I didn't see a way that I could juggle everything, spending time with people I cared about and yet fulfilling my responsibility to make the Miami Dolphins the best they could be. I visited with Wayne Heisinger this morning, and let me tell you what. Uh, for people that don't know, uh, he is a special individual. Uh, we have got great people here with the Miami organization, great people with the Dolphins, and it all starts right there with Wayne. We visited at length. And I talked about Dave, and he said, you know, Jimmy, he said, why is it you can't just bring Dave in? And this will allow you some time for Rhonda and your family, and yet you've got the quality of someone that you respect as much, if not more, than anybody in the National Football League to fill your shoes on those days that you're not there. And uh, the more we talked, the more it made sense. Um, I, I really think it's going to be a great addition for the Miami Dolphins. And let me assure everybody of this. My determination and my commitment is not one bit less than what it has been before. If anything else, I think there's more resolve there to get the championship to the Miami Dolphins. I think we have strengthened our staff. I think we have strengthened this organization, and again, I think there's even more resolve to make this team one notch better. Uh, not only did Wayne spend time with me, but it, uh, it was important that all the people in the organization, the assistant coaches, everybody from Stu to Ann, uh, everybody, and then even Dan Marino came up. Dan sat down with me at length this morning. And so he said, Coach, he said, we are so close. We're really close to getting to where we want to be. And I, I think, you know, just the feeling of everybody uh, made me realize that I could, you know, do what and accomplish what I wanted to accomplish in both areas. And um, I did talk to Rhonda a few minutes ago, and... Um, and uh, she's excited about me staying. And the only thing she said was, um, just because you're staying, I'm not letting you off the hook. You're still marrying me. And so, <laughs> and so I'm excited about it. Uh, I think it's great for the Miami Dolphins. And uh, I can answer your questions later on. Uh, but now I'll bring up Dave Wanstead, assistant head coach. <clears throat> it's great to be back in the Dolphin organization. Uh, hopefully this time will be a longer stay than uh, the first. For some of you who might not be familiar with what I'm talking about, I was Coach Shula hired me when I was at the University of Miami. Uh, got hired on here as the uh, linebacker coach for seven weeks before ending up in Dallas with Jimmy. But uh, seriously, it's, it's, this is a, a very exciting time for me to, to be involved with a great organization, uh, with a great owner in Wayne. Uh, a man who's committed to doing what it takes to, to be the best. Uh, 
It's exciting to be to be back with Jimmy, someone who I respect, uh, you know, as on a professional level, on a personal level, and and we've had an awful lot of success together over the years, as he's mentioned, and and that's the plan here to uh, to get that done. As, as far as uh, getting back into South Florida, you know, living here when I coach at the University of Miami, my wife and kids are excited about about the opportunity and the challenge ahead. Uh, Lastly, you know, my, my responsibility and what I bring to the table, my commitment will be to, to do whatever I can do in any area to, to make the Dolphins better and to get where, where we all want to get. Uh, our defensive coordinator is George Hill. Nothing has changed there. Um, Kippy Brown's our offensive coordinator. Uh, and as I said before, Dave is truly the assistant head coach. And uh, he will be involved in meetings just like I'm involved in meetings. There may be times when Dave will be involved with sitting in with the offensive meetings while I'm sitting in with the defensive meetings uh, or vice versa, back and forth. But this does not upstage anybody on our staff. George Hill has done a tremendous job. He's a great football coach. And I assured him uh, that, you know, Dave coming in is really working with me more than he is with the defense. And George welcomes it. He said, hey, Dave and I know each other well. He said, Dave's a great football coach. And he said, you know, I look forward to Dave having input to what we're doing. So I think this is a real positive, and, and again, uh, uh, as far as our staff, uh, George Hill and Kippy Brown uh, both remain coordinators. Well, the biggest thing, uh, again, is uh, the, the feeling that I had was uh, it's hard for me to juggle both roles. and. Uh, and have time for my family, which uh, is very important to me and something that I'm going to do, uh, and yet uh, have a total commitment to, to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, there will be times that I won't be here 16 hours a day. Uh, and in those times, Dave is going to be working as the head coach. There's sometimes I love personnel and I love, you know, being able to put together the product. And so there's no way in the world that I'm going to miss any of that. Uh, I think that uh, we can pull out my expertise in certain areas, and then we can add to it with Dave's expertise in certain areas. But as far as uh, the feeling that I had, as far as maybe not coming back, uh, Rhonda and I spent a couple of days in the Keys uh, here the first part of this week, and, and that's when that was. And then when I was able to work out the total uh, total program was this morning. No, I, I never did actually do anything along that line, but that because you know I, the first time I had an opportunity to meet with uh, Wayne was this morning. I don't think uh, I don't think any of us, including myself, can speculate as far as what might have happened. Uh, it didn't happen, and uh, again, and I, I want to make sure this is very clear to everybody. You know, my commitment and my resolve and, you know, my efforts 
is not they are not diminished not one bit and if anything uh, with another person here that I care about uh, I feel even more responsibility to getting the job done no <laughs> no it this has nothing to do with contracts or anything like that and so and that was that was never even discussed and, and we didn't want it discussed Oh, Dave and I talk, uh, I think we probably had conversations uh, at least once a week for the last uh, 10 or 15 years. I mean, and I'm not exaggerating. Uh, he's one of the few people that I, I do talk to. I, I'm not much of a telephone person, as anybody in this room that's ever tried to call my house might know. Um, I, like I said, I don't like talking on the telephone, but there are a few people, uh, my family, uh, my sons, Dave, and occasionally Nora Turner, and that's about the only phone talk I've ever had. Well, there were some uncertainties in, in that Wayne hired me to do a job, and he he hired me in a certain role. And I had reservations about going to Wayne in the middle of the stream and saying, wait a minute, because of what I want to do with my family and because I'm getting married and because uh, the time that I want to spend with my father, who's after he's finishing chemotherapy, he's coming down here in a few weeks, because of those things, my role has changed, and, and so it's hard for me to, to go to him and say, I don't, I, I, I don't want to do these things, I want to change it around. And to Wayne's credit, uh, we work through all of these things uh, to where we can accomplish what we want accomplished. I don't think we can speculate about that. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, when that day comes, uh, and I think it would be foolish and I think it would be wrong for us to say what was going to happen. Uh, only thing I want to happen right now is I want us to win a championship and I want us to win it this year. Jimmy, football has been such a big part of your life. How will you be able to step back? Yeah, I, I'm still, and, and, you know, I say step back. <laughs> Who knows? I may not step back another hour, but at least my plans are to try to spend more time uh, with my future wife and uh, with my father and my two sons. Um, I, I'm going to go uh, out of my way to spend more time with them because uh, in all honesty, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't regret doing anything that I did. I don't look back and say, I wish I'd have done this or I wish I'd have done that. But I can learn from what happened in those first uh, 34 years or so. And I, and I think that I can be a better football coach, I can be more relaxed, I can be more upbeat and positive if I have a good family life. And, uh, and people, you know, you talk to coaches around the league and they say, well, you know, first comes uh, my religion and then second comes my family and then third comes football. And yet they work at football 15, 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, that tells me football was first, you know, and they go to church for an hour a week. So, and they're with their family two hours a week. So it looks like to me it was football, you know, a little bit of family and a little bit of religion.
you know, and that's how it tells me what your commitment is. And my commitment is going to be the same as far as getting us to a championship. Uh, but I will try to spend a few more hours with my family. Well, it takes time, and, you know, I, I don't want to stand here and say, you know, what was here and what we had to do. only thing I can say is this. You know, we, we improved three straight years. We, we were able to you know, take a team, and right now we've got a young, talented team. We'll have more money under the cap next year than probably anybody in the league. Uh, we've got 43 or 4 players under contract right now and 15 more tenders. We've only got two starters that are not under contract. We've got to make some decisions on those two starters. We're in great shape as far as the talent of this football team and, and as far as what we can do. So this is not like uh, a 6-10 team. This is a playoff team that advanced one notch in the playoffs. I expect us to advance again. You know, I was all prepared to say uh, this morning that you know, people should not be disheartened because the best thing in the world is to be the coach that follows Jimmy Johnson. Ask Pat Jones that went to Oklahoma State or took over to Oklahoma State or ask Dennis Erickson that won a couple of championships at Miami or ask Barry Switzer who won a Super Bowl at Dallas. So it wasn't the worst thing in the world to follow me. You know, but uh, for some of you, uh, you have me for at least one more year, all right? Oh, we need a couple more playmakers on offense. I know that. And Dan and I talked about it this morning. Uh, we know that. Yeah, and, you know, I defend our people, some because they are our people. But we know we've got to get better in a couple of areas. No, Dave will not be coaching the position, and it will not be a coordinator. He'll be assistant head coach. He will he will work with all three areas: offense, defense, special teams, just like I do. Hmm, who's got the headsets on Sunday? I will both have headsets on. Talking to the coordinators. Who knows? Yeah. Did you? pick up the papers this morning? Edwin, you probably wrote something. You know, I don't know. Hey, hey I, I can't say what's going to happen a year from now. I can't say what's going to happen 10 years from now. Who knows? I mean, I, you, know, you may be stuck with me forever. I don't know. Uh, all I know is I know what I'm going to do this year, and I'm going to coach like the Dickens to get us a championship. When when um when I went to mother's funeral, I, I they had uh, the viewing the day before, and uh, I, I wasn't able to do that. And um, 
and my sons were there. And, and, and you know, you know, there's time that uh, you pull back and you say, hey, be with some people that you care about, and don't shortchange them. Uh, they care about you. They love you. Uh, they're supportive in everything that you do. Give them just a little bit back. And um, that's what I plan on doing. Were you at all the only reason we had a schedule is because that's what my contract was, three years. Um, who knows what's going to happen three years from now? You know, I, I can't, you know, I can't say that we're going to win this or win that. No one can. The only thing we can is we can hope for. I can hope that we're going to win a championship in three years. But the only thing I, I did know, and I, and I, I truly believed in my heart was that we'd be better, and I think we were better. Oh, uh, finalizing everything this morning. Yeah, I, I've told him that. How many times did I tell you that, Dave? About half of those phone calls. <laughs> and, and, and that's, and uh, yeah, again, a lot of this has to do with Wayne, because Wayne's smart enough person to see that this can work. And I think Wayne knows me. He understands me. He understands my belief in what Dave can add to the table and, and saying, hey, I'd like to see this work. So a lot of credit goes there. A lot of credit goes to Eddie Jones. Uh, if anybody in their life, they have somebody that they value as being really good a really good person, well, you know someone like Eddie Jones. And Eddie and I talked about it last night. We talked about Dave last night. Uh, and so that's where the process started. So where do you go from telling Dave that you're off? Jimmy knew that I wasn't going to take a year off. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was going to coach, and, right, and my conversations were really what opportunities might be present for me uh, from a coaching end of it. It really had nothing to do with me taking time off. Yeah, I've said all along, you know, Dan, and, and as I told him this morning, I said, Dan, I said, we're in position right now that we've got to be a strong enough football team that we can win without you having a great day. And there's going to be days that you are going to have a great day like you did against Denver on that Monday night game. And that's going to be a bonus, and there's going to be times we're going to need for you to do that. But we have to strengthen this football team. Hello, this is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour. Well, all right, sports fans. Okay, 1258 at 560 WQM. There you have Jimmy Johnson's press conference with Dave Wanstead. And I'm just wondering, and we'll talk about it when we come back after the break, I'm wondering about some of the egg on the puss of some of the assholes I heard on the air this morning. This is 560 QAM. Can we 
After about at 560 WDQM, we apologize for all the extraneous uh, that's been going on. But, hey, we got our program directors running around like a bumblebee in heat, which he's got a lot of practice. Anyway, so this morning, here are your two newspapers. Par for the course, once again. Now that Don Smiley is out of the picture and the John Henry deal is final with the Marlins, now we move on to another piece of crap, okay? Front page of the Sunset in the upper left-hand corner, J.J. to resign as Dolphins head coach, reports say by Dave Hyde. Right on the front page, not the front page of the sports section, the front page of the front section. Here's the Miami Herald, right-hand corner, lead story. I mean, here's the presidential impeachment on the left hand with the pictures, but the lead story is always in the upper right-hand corner, of course. Johnson expected to quit Dolphins by Armando Salguero, uh, yada, yada, yada. He'll report to the Dolphins headquarters today to resign. At, not, not it's reported. Wait till you hear this. Jimmy Johnson will report to the Dolphins headquarters today to resign after three seasons as the team's head coach. In a hastily prepared afternoon press conference, he is expected to cite family reasons for his departure. How do you like that? Is this unbelievable? And you see, the problem with your newspapers is they have a deadline. So they have to go to bed by, you know, 11 o'clock at night, midnight, 1 o'clock, whatever the hell the time is they go to bed. So for somebody to put this on the front page of the newspaper, as usual, shows the ultimate, the height and irresponsibility. Just unbelievable. Not it is rumored. At least the Sun Sentinel said Fox News was reporting last night that that's what was going to happen. But Armando Salguero, right here in the Herald, he will report it, et cetera, and so on. A lot of people with egg on their push today, right? Oh! You said it. Man. And like I said when I came on the air this morning, how about let's hear what he has to say? And especially after what he did have to say. And believe me, he was a little choked up there a couple of times. I hate to break the news to you, but even for, I know this comes as a shock. But even people who are football coaches and athletes and wear a jock strap, even those people, when their mother dies or their father dies or their mother dies and their father has cancer, these people actually put their pants on one leg at a time and have like uh, living and breathing uh, emotions. 
I know that comes as a great shock to the sports nerds out there who never bothered to think beyond, uh, you know, what they, the odds are on a game and uh, did my team win for me to make me feel good about myself. And the swill that I heard coming in here this morning, man, I'm going to tell you, I, it, it's just unbelievable by both the callers and the people on the air. Spineless and gutless and this and that. Right. Don't even give the guy an opportunity. Don't even get to the real story. Thank God for Hank. Let me say it again. Hey, stupid. You people, when Hank comes on from Vegas at 2 o'clock this afternoon, you ought to be... In fact, this radio station, when he comes back to town, they ought to be kissing him all over the place. Well, not Duff, but I mean, like, you know... No, seriously, they ought to be lined up at the door to meet you greet the plane. With a welcoming home party for uh, the Humper. Because he's the one that finally, you know, talked to the parties involved and got the real story, instead of just, you know, taking somebody uh, at face value or taking some report off of a TV newscast or something out of one of our local newspapers, which anyone should know better than that. It's like this Pavel Bury thing. Like I said, when I see it, I'll believe it. When I hear that it's a fait accompli and it's done, whether he's coming here or goes someplace else, then I'll believe it. So you can, you can get as pissed off as you want with me about ripping our local newspapers. They suck. You can't complain about the journalism in this town because there isn't any. Just a bunch of overgrown kids like Armando Silguero and like a Barry Jackass and like some of these other people, maybe a few years older, and I'll know better, but they don't, which is why they're here. Very, very pathetic. Egg on the old puss. And those of you callers out there, and I know most of you are still listening, that called in this morning. And like I've told you a million times, I couldn't care less. I don't go to the Dolphin games anymore. You know, if they win, fine. If they lose, fine. It's not an important part of my life. I just don't care anymore. I'm not into it. I get the free tickets, those club seats, they're great seats. Uh, I don't use them. So I have no axe to grind one way or the other. But as so typical, man, of this town, don't even give the guy a chance to listen to what he's got to say. And if I could tell you the number of radio, every station I've worked on has been like this, every news department, rush to judgment. Let's go on. You know, every, every time there would be an incident that would happen in town, like a major incident, people call on the air. Well, you know, let's, let's start, uh, you know, judging somebody on the air. I, I won't do it. I've never did it then. I won't do it now. Let's start holding a mock trial on the air like Geraldo was doing with John Benet. That's beautiful. Let's hold a mock trial. Let's convict somebody in the media. Only a jackass like Geraldo does something like that. Of course, we all know he's a jackass. But those people calling this morning with their venom, and he's gutless and spineless, and we knew he would do this. Well, guess what? Guess what? <laughs> Wrong again. They, don't, they have omelet on their face. I'm not talking about from the Paul Castronova show either. They have omelet on their face. Well, I'm sure there are probably some people who might have an omelet on their face. Maybe a few years ago, omelet, not anymore. But, uh, yeah, not just egg. Not, just, not even a uh, scrambled egg. A big, fat omelet all over their puss. They even look worse than a little crater puss today. Because they rush to judgment, because they believe the bullcrap in the newspapers. You think that after a while you'd learn your lesson. You learn that when you read something in the local newspapers in this town, you better check it and recheck it and check it again and again and again and, uh, and then get a tenth answer, just like this, uh, what George told me about go to a doctor to get a second opinion, which I think he's got a, a damn good point. Because, I mean, when somebody keeps putting something on the front pages of their newspapers time and time again, because they're too cheap to go out there and get real reporters and they hire a bunch of stringers and a bunch of prepubescent kids, and pretend that these people are news people, how the hell can they have any credibility? 
just like I told you the other day. Michael Jordan's going to resign. Or when the, no, it was actually, this was when the NBA settled a strike. And the Herald, because of their incestuous relationship with Mickey Arison and the building of that needless arena there in downtown Miami, you recall the crap that they pulled with that bogus election, and the role that the uh, Tony Ritter played in there with Mickey Arison hopping into bed together and put that one over on the public. So more important than the presidential impeachment, the big story, the lead story on the front page, NBA settled a strike in spite of the fact that most people said we don't give a crap here and there everywhere else in America. That was the most important story. I mean, give me a break. The only thing these people are out to do is squeeze as much advertising out of those pages as they can and try to manipulate for their own profit. That's all they care about, for their own power and their own profit. That's why there's the non-group in Miami that sits around and decides who's going to do what and who's going to be where and who's going to control what. And that's another reason why you'll never have casino gambling in this town or in this state is because these people don't want to lose any of their power, any of their death grip that they got on everybody else. 11 after 1 at 560. And by the way, I just mentioned this in passing because I know the really important stuff is over, but Henry Hyde is opening up his big fat puss right now. The impeachment of the president is that the trial is beginning right now. We are... Blow it out your ass, Henry. Go uh, have an affair with somebody's wife. 12 minutes after 1 at 5, if you can find it. I don't think you can find it anymore. You think you can find it? No. Dumb jock. Bite me. I want to know if Mike Tyson will bite me. Okay. I hope he likes me. Should he want me, I'll be there if he invites me. For 30 million, I'll be a sport. I'll bend way over. Should he want more? And Tyson can bite me like a smorgasbord of boxer food. 117 at 560 WQAM. Oh, man. Exactly. So we did miss the Mike Tyson press conference. What was that on? When did you see that? It was like a TV interview. They were showing a highlight of it last night. Oh, last night. While I was at the Maple Leaf Panther game, you think I would be watching that crap? But anyway, so evidently he lost it again and was saying, uh, and, and mother her and uh, stuff like that. He's a real classy guy. I hope you enjoy your 50 bucks. Maybe you have like one of those, uh, you know, illegal decoders like that earlier guy. Because in this case, we certainly wholeheartedly approve because it's worth it at twice the price. Here's South Miami Beach. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Oh, you know, you mentioning Tyson, you know, the Holyfield real deal. That's what Holyfield calls himself, the real deal, right? Yeah. So, you know, Tyson wanted to know what the real deal tasted like, right? Yeah, and, and moving along, sir. Well, anyway, uh, let me tell you, the, um, the thing about Jimmy Johnson, what I can't understand, you know, we live in a town that's mostly Cubans, right? These Santa Maria people with their... Uh, Santa Maria, okay, have a nice day, pal. Jackass. Two open lines in Dade, 5670560 and pound 560 on the 18th. The Cuban Santa Maria people. I think this guy's been choking the chicken too much. Maybe his problem. We have that interview, apparently. With what? Red to go. The Mike Tyson. Okay, case. let's hear it. Mike, uh, Francois Bolta, 6-1 to one underdog. Are there any concerns on your part? I don't know anything about that. I don't know nothing about numbers. I just know what I can do. How about killing this mother Okay. How about the 19 months off? Does, does what about that, it? What pose, about it? Does it pose any problem to you? We'll see. I doubt it seriously. You take into the ring a lot of rage. Does that work for you or does it work against you at times? 
No, who cares? We're in a fight anyway. What, what, the, what, what does it matter? Well, for example, rage against uh, Vander Holyfield worked against you. Well, f*** it. It's a fight. So whatever happens, happens. Mike, why do you have to talk like that? Well, I'm talking to you the way I want to talk to you. You have a problem? Turn off your station. You know what? I think we'll end the discussion right now. Then we could. You got it. Have a nice fight, Mike. F*** off. I'm the Tyson guy with a big square head. Oh! I win all my fights except the ones in bed. Yes, I'm that Tyson guy who pounded Michael Spinks and showed him that he's short and his boxing really stinks. I'm the Tyson guy who always is alert. I showed Carl Williams that the truth can really hurt. You're the type of guy that thinks that I'm a bum. So I just say to you that you are D-U-M-E dumb. I'm the type of guy with my weaving and my bobbin. I only lost one fight and the bitch's name was Robin. I'm the type of guy who makes the people laugh and put the man down in a I'm the type of guy who makes the people stare just because I keep all my cash in Duncan's hair. I'm the Tyson guy, and the public just attacked me. And if you don't believe it, then you had better ask me. I'm the Tyson guy. That's what I'm giving to the world, so we'll keep the butt. I'm the Tyson guy. The Bible's giving so much, but she goes butt. Yes, I'm the Tyson guy. Next fight comes in my face, I'm going to kick you know that I'm the Tyson guy. Don't mess with me, I'm going to kick your butt. Squirt, squirt. What's funny about a 560 Q? I mean, he's a real fancy guy, a real piece of human dress, okay, is what he is. Here's a fax from one of our real chronic faxers who says, understand your obligation, but it's a terminal interview. You can't uh, hear the questions. Well, you know, that's the way it goes. That's why I hate press conferences, because number one, first of all, most of them are with people that we don't want to hear from anyway, who have nothing to say. And number two, you can never hear the questioners who are the uh, reporters and the media people out there in the audience, including somewhere in the back of the room. And it's always, you know, and uh, so it's really, really bad radio. But in this particular case, I mean, it's the Dolphin Station. It's a humongous story. It was on the front pages of both our major newspapers this morning. Erroneously, incorrectly reported. Incorrectly reported. Night's gone. Oh, oh my God. The egg on your face newspapers, baby. I'd be embarrassed. I mean, I'm embarrassed enough to work here, but I'd be embarrassed to work at one of those newspapers. Even if I, was, if I was just delivering it, if I was the paper boy, I'd be embarrassed. I'd have to hide my head in shame. I'd have to wear a ski mask every morning, take it out and delivering the goddamn papers, lest somebody recognize me. Pure, unadulterated, beyond the shadow of a doubt, Crap. that's what it is. Non-stop. Crap. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Howard. I was, uh, I was watching the, the, the press conference, and... <clears throat> um, to me, it's not like Jimmy was speaking from the heart, especially when he started talking about his mother. Yeah, he got choked up. I mean, he got choked up. It. You know, a lot of. I mean, I hate, like I said, I hate to break the news to people. He's a guy. He's you know, he's not some kind of a some kind of an automaton, a machine. Yeah, and he does have a mother and a father, and he did he does have a life. Well, he, he did have right. a mother. But uh, you know, I thought he showed a lot of balls when he still coached that Denver game, and 
you know, a lot of people could say what they want, but, I mean, he's the yeah, right yeah, man. They, isn't that interesting? They were knocking him for that. I had to defend him for that, saying you know, at, least, at least he showed enough dedication to the team that as much, uh, you know, a, a anguish as he was feeling, he still felt that that was such a big game and people expected him to be there, and he showed up. That's right. I mean, you know. Yeah, and in this town, you can't please these people no matter what you do. I've learned that the hard way over 23 years, but no matter what you do, you cannot please these people. It's never good enough. Yeah, and, he, and even if he would have left and went to see his, you know, the be with his mother. Oh, then he really would have gotten her. Yeah, but I would have, you know, I mean, unlike anybody else, I would have understood that's his mother. Yeah. You know? But, uh, you know, I'm glad he's here. You don't understand this is Miami. He owes them something. Don't you get it? Yeah, I know. But I'm glad he's here another year at least. And, you know, uh, yeah, and you can, you can, okay, get a new phone. Okay, have a great day, pal. You can see the handwriting on the wall is very obvious. I think what the deal is, he's going to move a coach for another year. Then he'll move upstairs and become GM, and once that'll move in, become the head coach. I mean, he he practically painted that right out there for you. But don't, ah, gee, don't say that because then you know, I don't want to confuse those people in the newspapers. Open line of Dave five six seven zero five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Maybe somebody out there has actually chronicled the ongoing series of Don Smiley erroneous articles in both newspapers in this town. Alan Snell in the uh, Sun Sentinel and Barry Jackass in the Herald. Front page of the front section, front page of the sports section, day after day after day, month after month after month. And you really ought to save. These should be collector's items. I should save these, the front pages of both morning newspapers today. No, you know how people save newspapers from, like, uh, you know, VE Day and Pearl Harbor Day and things like that? Dewey defeats Truman. Right, right exactly. I mean, this is classic South Florida journalism at its very, very best. <laughs> Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Tell me one thing. How does one turn your TV off when you're getting an interview with a microphone on the Tyson? Did you hear that? Turn your TV off? He said turn your station off. He said, yeah, whatever it is. Well, he's an illiterate jerk. What do you expect? Yeah. Listen, Neil, you shed the light on me. I went to the Maple Leaf game. Yeah. I'm the guy that called up with the kids, and I want to apologize. I told them, let's try it, let's sit down. We only stood up when there were goals, and yeah. really it was a lot, a lot nicer setting. I appreciate you, and I apologize for all that. Well, congratulations. We had a real uh, well-behaved crowd. A small crowd, too many empty seats, but it was a damn good game. You got it. Okay. And listen, what do you have against these bridge tenders? <laughs> okay. Oh, God. I prefer chicken tenders myself. We have an open line in the Broward, 5670560. It's amazing how much better I feel now. I still got the red puss and everything, the hot puss, but uh, boy. Now that my blood pressure is down to normal and I'm still alive. So thank you very much, Neil, for having enough common sense to bring in your own stuff and your pill and uh, not listening to anybody else out there. Because, you know, very easy to talk glibly about other people's health. You know what I mean? Very easy just to say, oh, you'll be fine, you're okay, you never stole a freight train, have a nice life. You'll be... And then as I'm sitting here looking at that thing going up, I'm watching, you know, you can almost watch that, uh, like the applause meter, like the fake applause meter at those arenas. 26 after 1 at 560 WQM. Hank Goldberg will be here from Vegas. He's out there, of course, for the big fight. Bozo and Bozo out there Saturday. And like I said, more power to Hank, baby. Oh! God bless him. God bless America, and God bless... Neil, God! And Hank Goldberg, too, for a stupendous job today, being the one person in America who, instead of just listening to what Fox said and what this one said and what the Bozo said in the morning show this morning and the newspaper said, actually took the trouble to call the parties involved and get the real story. Right down to the bottom line. Jimmy Stan wants that's going to be the assistant. He's getting married to a what's-your-name, and that's it. Right there, all three points, right on target, Hank. Let's hear it for the humper. Oh. Hey, stupid. Jeb Bush. Hey. Oh. 
quit your smoker. You're a poopy poker. Chardonnay and cocaine in the spine. Okay. Cigarettes and coffee bread. Little boys on Christmas. Tonight we'll tango in the street. You eat I'll bet it does. One thirty-two at five sixty WQM. We have an open line in date five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Hank, like I said, from Vegas at two. We got Booster very briefly at six because we got the pregame Panthers show six thirty. Panthers and the Hurricanes in Carolina seven o'clock. Very very gigantic big game tonight. Have we heard any more about Pavel Bury today? No. Okay. Here's Boca. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. You're beautiful, Neil. You're beautiful. Yes, I am. Hey, uh, how's that Tyson? He a disgrace or what? Yes. Yes. Swearing on the on the TV. Uh huh. He's I, a scumbag. I, 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 He's a was a scumbag, and he always will yeah. be a scumbag. Yeah. And like Hank said this morning, they've had that deal cooked up for this fight at the MGM for over a year now, and it was just uh, they went through all the motions of this hearing and getting him his license back. And, you know, it's just a dollars and cents. It has nothing to do with anything else. He can do whatever the hell he wants, and they're still as long as they can make the big bucks, they'll still use him. I thought he was in therapy though. Yeah, he's in therapy, right? He, he's in therapy. Should be a nice person. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, 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 he went, went to a psychiatrist. He, he, well, guess to... what? It didn't work. Yeah, what do they call that? Anger control, anger management uh, class? That's what they call it now, with all these crazy jocks. Oh, they need to go through anger management class. Anybody else, they throw them in a goddamn, uh, you know, in the slammer for about five years for beating up their women, as these uh, animals say. Oh, yeah, well, they beat up his woman because that's, that's a cultural thing, you know. No, we don't know. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, how you doing? Okay. Um, Neil, let me ask you a question. Um, Michael Jordan had a press conference yesterday. You didn't show none of that. How come you showed Jimmy Johnson? I showed it. Why? Did you see it on well, the screen? Uh, well, you put it on the air. I mean. Yeah. Because Jimmy Johnson is a local story with the Dolphins, which is the Dolphin station, and everybody in this town was on the front page of our papers here, and everybody in town cares about the Dolphins, Jimmy Johnson. Really? Are Mike- you sure it wasn't because he's white? Oh, that must have been it, because he's white. That's right. I forgot. Michael Jordan's black. Thanks for reminding me, sir. Okay. Next time Michael Jordan is in the news, be sure we don't put it on. Because he's white. That's why we talked about O.J. so much, because he's black and he murdered two people. If he would have been white and murdered those same two people, we wouldn't have talked about him, would we? No. There you go. Michael Jordan's black. Oh, my God. Talk about paranoid. You're more paranoid than Jeff DeForest. And that's, that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate slap I can give you, pal. You're more paranoid than Defoe. Here's Miami. Hello. Howdy, duty. Yes, sir. Mr. Bluster, looking Clarabelle, the clown. Need to get... uh-huh, okay. Open line and date, 5670560, pound 560. On... Boy, I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> We're on the old hot sauce today, baby. 
They're on the Big Jungle Juice today. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I just called to commend you and Hank for doing such a great job on a breaking story this well, morning. Well, Hank's the one did all the work. I just sat here and took his call. Right. That was great. But the fact that you had it covered. Yeah. When no one else was, when everybody else was jumping to conclusions. Just right. And, and the fact is that I kept saying all day, how, how about we sit back and see what he has to say right. here, you know? Because I was ready to jump to conclusions just like basically everyone else this morning. I mean, this guy was called every name in the book. I don't hear anybody apologizing, by the way, right. or saying, oh, well, you know, maybe I acted prematurely or maybe the media, you know, led me down the garden path. I don't hear any of these people with the, with the cojones to call and say, well, I, I said the wrong thing. We're out of line. Right. That's what I mean. They That's just crucified this guy. They gave him a verbal lashing. And basically for what? It's not, I mean, did he do a bad job here nope. in the last three years? No. Every year they won one more game. This year they won a playoff game. And, uh, you know, and then they got the crap beat out of them by a far superior team. I just wanted to call you and say, way to go. Oh, All right. Oh. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Okay, what do you say? He said it puts the lotion in your casket. We have an open line to date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Yeah, we didn't carry the Michael Jordan press conference because he's black. See, I guess I must like John Conyers from Michigan because he's light-complected black. That's why I like Malcolm on the Young and the Horny. Real light black and just beautiful. Mm. How you doing, Malcolm? Where are we going? Here, here's, here's a mobile info. And that's probably why we don't like Mike Tyson on the show. He's too dark. Uh, mobile Hello, info, Lauderdale, yes. What is Hello, it? Hello, Neil. Yes. How you doing? Okay. Listen, Neil, I'm one of those, a uh, couple of weeks ago, you were asking for crossover guys to listen to the first team. Your cross-dresser, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. cross-dresser yeah. listen to the worst team, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, I, have that I heard, uh, I've been listening to QAM since about 10 a.m. this morning. Right. And the only thing, I commend you, you were absolutely right with what you said about Johnson. I've been listening to you all day, off and on all day. And but the only thing is, is I didn't hear everybody cutting everybody up, Jimmy, this morning. I, I heard did. a few. I heard, I heard about thirty minutes of it. No, I heard a few disgruntled Jet fans and a no. couple of disgruntled Marino. No, answers. I'm not. No, I'm not talking about Jet fans. I'm talking okay. about Dolphin okay. fans who were ripping well, their ass. Because I think the I think the well, man well, 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 the job. I'm just telling you what I heard when I was coming no, to work. No, no, I'm not no. making that up. Nobody's saying nobody's saying you made it up. I just. You said that when you talked about it, that you only heard about a half hour to forty minutes. Right, of the it takes whole me show. about thirty-five or forty minutes yeah. to get here, and when I and during the time that I listened, which certainly there was a lot of calls that came in during that period of time, yeah. plus what Joe and Depot were saying, most sure. of what I heard was was just well, caustic and slicing. Yeah, but those guys, Joe and Defoe, listen, if Defoe doesn't stir up controversy, he doesn't feel like he's a part of the show. I, I mean, they're great. I've been listening to them, and I listen to you too. Yeah, and then I go right into hang. But uh, I got to tell you, every now and again, the media gets a little out of hand. <laughs> okay, have a great day. Oh, thank you, sir. Okay. I really... <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> we have an open line in uh, Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the uh, well, What is he laughing about? What is this man laughing about? Does anybody... No. Honey, guys, Banana picking, Julio's who thrive on that RC. Are building an arena for the Miami Heat. Having two arenas somehow don't seem right. Better ask Jeff Cohen for financial advice. NBA is locked down. There's no basketball. They're all on strike. Let's burn the place down. An insurance check would sure be nice. Before we lose our ass, take a can of gas. Oh! Like that, 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 that,
Here's a uh, great fax from Nancy, a big Jim Mandich fan. Yeah. Says when you're giving Hank Goldberg credit for being the voice of reason and accuracy, which he was today, baby. Mention also Jim Mandich. I heard his broadcast last night on Channel 10 saying that he thought that this meant J.J. would become general manager and Dave Wansett would become head coach. Not entirely accurate, but at least a better estimate of the situation. Right on, Nancy. Who else in the world would say, Were you fudge packing? Love that, Jim Mandich. I told you before, Jim Mandich is God. And Hank, I tell you, every day since I've been here, I would go home listening to Hank until those awful press conferences. I'm not talking about today's press conference, but those other ones. And he made a joke about it this morning. And I just, I just can't deal with that. Please, after I get home, in fact, what I should do is call Hank every day, call the producers and say, okay, I'm home now, let Hank put on the press conferences. Because you can't, first of all, if you wanted to hear what most of these bozos were saying, which I don't, but if you wanted to, you can't hear what the questions are anyway. I mean, what is that? But when it comes to really getting the story and putting it where it's at, baby, there's nobody like, there's nobody like the humper, I'll tell you that. That was funny. Here's a mobile in Weston. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Doing? Great. Hey, uh, I was watching Channel Six last night. Tony Segreto, you should have seen his face. His and he, he he actually said, I I just confirmed this a few minutes ago. Jimmy Johnson has quit. You uh-huh. should have seen his face. Nice going, Tony. You jackass. You silly. I told you he's a silly goose. Oh my God, these people are incredible. And about the Michael Jordan thing, who cares? He's yeah. got enough money anyway. Well, we already knew that. There was no surprise there. I mean, what did he have to say? He's going to spend time with his kids and uh, have a great life, you know. And uh, great. Good luck to him. All right, Neil. Thanks, man. Have a, have, a, have a great day. So you loved Michael Jordan, or you're indifferent about him, or maybe you hit him like poison. But what, what was there to say? He had nothing to say. It's just another staged media event so they could kill a lot of time and make a big song and dance and try to suck some viewers in there because, uh, you know. I mean, uh, the only other thing that's going on is the impeachment trial of the president. I mean, that's not important, is it? No. Okay, so uh, forget about that. Open line and date, 567 0560 and pound 560. On the AT&T wireless line. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hey, uh, how's up, buddy? Yes, sir. How about Hank in the honker there, huh? Yeah, he uh, honked up a good one today. He sure did, but uh, let me ask you a question. Yes. I want you to see if you agree with me on this. Now, this, uh, something just don't fit right with this uh, situation here. It do not fit right? Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to me. Uh, maybe you can agree or disagree. Yeah, I don't well, really. I just got to understand this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jimmy uh, brings his best friend down. Gives him an assistant head coach job. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. he, he flaps the media with all he's going to quit or whatever, or there's rumors going on. Uh, you don't think that there was any kind of money well, well, involved? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. How do you know he started the rumors that were going on? The rumors that didn't quote him. They quoted people, uh, the assistant coaches and people in the organization. What about what about when his father? His father said that he was going to retire. He had heard his father. Now, now he didn't call his father a liar when he said that. Yeah, he didn't call so, anybody a liar. So if he, he didn't call anybody a liar. That, uh, that's true, but. I mean, you don't think that there's no money involved? I mean, in, in regards to where his best buddy comes down here and he gets the assistant head coach job? Yeah, you don't. In other words, you don't think Dave Wanstead is qualified? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying he's not so, a good so, coach. What is, so what is the point? You want, maybe how about if Dave Wanstead came down here coach for free? Would that make you happy, sir? No. Okay, thank you. We have an open line for tell you. Like I said, they're just they're all looking for an angle. There's something mysterious. There's something uh, something bizarre. Always questioning. Not, like I told you before, you cannot come to this town and do good. It's uh, that's not sufficient. You must have an ulterior motive. You must be basically a real son of a bitch. You must there. There's got to be something behind it all. Okay. Because generally speaking, uh, whoever you are and whatever you do, we don't like you. One open line of date, one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. 
Hey Neil, buongiorno. And back to you. Uh, I'm Paulito. Hey, I'm not that good as you. Okay. But anyways, uh, I've been in Italy a couple times. You ever been near the Lake Como area? No, I have not. I've seen Mario Como on TV many times, but okay. that's as close There's as a good know. movie on. I've seen Perry Como in bed trying to sing. Life is Beautiful, an Italian movie. You seen it? No. I heard it's great. I saw it. No. And yeah. it's very good. And I just want to put my two cents about Jimmy Johnson. Yes, sir. I mean, I follow sports, but it's not my life. I really don't care if he's here, he's not here. I mean, that's well, That's what problem. I said this morning. I mean, this is not the end of the world, and these people that are going off the deep end, like uh, Dan Labastard and the woman that called weeping on the air on the morning show this morning, like this is the end of the world. I mean, like you said, it's sports. Keep it in perspective and get a goddamn life already. Just like Michael Jordan. I, I enjoy watching huh. him. It's a big deal. Is it going to change my life? I really no, I wish I had his money, absolutely but that's not. not it. And, and guess what? I hate to break the news to these people. He plays in Chicago anyway. He doesn't play here. A couple of games a year he plays here. Other than that, he doesn't play here. Maybe a game there on the weekends on television. That's it. I think you should get back talking about Italy. Okay. Have a great day. Arrivederci. Buongiorno. One open line in uh, day two in Broward, 5670560. I'm still waiting for these people to retract their disgusting, grotesque comments from this morning. I know you're out there. You're not fooling me. All you... Assassins, you ought to sign up with Peter Bolger. You ought to get in the radio business, all of you. All you jackasses that were calling this morning. And this other guy that told, oh, well, you didn't hear that. I heard it 35 or 40 minutes, mostly. There may be one or two exceptions. Mostly nonstop attack. Vicious attack. And I don't, I've never met the guy. I don't know. Uh, my satellite guy, uh, Mohammed, he also uh, put up a couple of satellite dishes for Jimmy Johnson. Always has told me he's a good guy. Likes him a lot. So I, I don't know anything about him personally. He impresses me as a hard-ass when it comes to the media. And I said that before. But I, I don't care one way or the other. It doesn't make any difference to me. But the kind of vicious attack in the uh, gutless and spineless and two-faced and a turncoat. And, yeah. Well, guess what? He ain't going anywhere. Oh. Oh. That's why they're all, that's why they all dummied up right now, because the cat's got their tongue. Because that's what happens when, you know, anybody can open up a big mouth when they don't know what they're talking about. And that's one of the things I bitch about on this radio station is we got a lot of guys, especially, and don't even mention the word hockey on most of these other shows because they don't know what they're talking about. You're not fooling me. Maybe you can fool some of the dummies, the bodies that you up out there at the Macarena. You're not fooling me. I watch more hockey games in an average week than most of these assholes on this station have watched in their lifetime. And that's the truth. Went to the Panther game last night at a Leaf game. Come home, watch the rest of the Pittsburgh-Phoenix game. Flipped over and watched some of the Ducks game. And what other game did I watch? Like four games in one night, at least bits and pieces, including one game live there, which was a great game last night at the arena. The Leafs and the Panthers. And got people on here, bah, 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 including that little uh, twerp ass sucker there in the morning. Bah, 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 you know. Saying things that are so patently ridiculous, like this Peter Orell stuff. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's right. That's why he's in the minor leagues right now, okay? Because he's not a freaking player, which is what I've been telling you day after day, week after after week. Oh, and by the way, Chris Wells, he's injured again. He ain't coming back yet. He pulled it again and is growing too. Oh. Just minutes from Boca, Palm Beach, and Aventura. America's largest Lexus facility is acres of pure Lexus luxury. And your very best Lexus.